All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. Here we are, celebrating another championship. Yet another. Pretty good feeling. Pretty good feeling. Um, Jordan's not with me at the moment. Maybe I should put his... Uh, yeah, there we go. We got NFT Jordan in the house as uh, the real Jordan may not be able to make it. We we will see if he's able to. But for now, his uh, Ultra 8K presence will be felt. I'm so happy about this. I'm so happy about today. I busted out the old jersey. I don't know if you guys see us. I busted out the old jersey. Just to celebrate, just to be on the the I've been here vibe. Uh, because this day has been a long time coming. No, you guys will probably remember uh, winning a couple majors in 2019 and then falling against Simp and E United. In the grand finals, we did not fall to simp this time. It's good. We got a lot of stuff that we'll do tonight. We'll run through a bunch of social media. Uh, I'll give my impressions. We'll do some call-ins. Uh, it should be should be a good time. And not to mention uh, beating Cloud9 in LCS as a little uh, nice cherry on the cupcake for today. So everybody's feeling good. Thank you so much for the sub. I'm gifting one over to BC, a real one. Uh, yeah, big day of dubs. I agree, Amax. So <clears throat> honestly, we're just here to hang. Just here to hang. Sen is gifting five. Thank you very much, Sen. Sen is in it. Oh, but the notification is doing some weird stuff. I'll have to fix that in the bottom. But Kimmy, good to see you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, What do you guys want to do first? Should we jump into these calls? Let's jump into the calls first. Just because I know, like, there are, you know, a couple of people waiting um, to do this. I don't want to make you guys sit around forever. Um, I think what we'll do first is head over to Plant, a.k.a. Sen, a.k.a. 100 Thebes fan, who has been um, itching to do a, sh a call-in show like this with us for a while. So let me... Let me jump into voice chat here. Give me a second, guys. <clears throat> and I'll just make sure he's ready to go. And we will get starting on that. Good to see everybody here. All right. Let us loop your boy Sen into the chat. There he is. Sen, how are you feeling today, man? Oh, it feels great. <laughs> um, you've been you've been wanting to talk for a while oh yeah i missed this show so much um <laughs> we played we were playing uh i think the last time we played was when we were in kind of a slump yeah and now we're back with with the win and i'm here so uh it feels great for sure yeah i think you you did the talk trio show with us for those who yeah. uh remember that where we actually like play Warzone as a trio while we do this that was a lot of fun, but Sen was Sen was among the the few brave and bold ones that were willing to do it. So, you know what it is. All right, Sen, 
Where do you want to go first with this conversation, man? Like, do you just want to talk about how, how it feels or do you have takes or what? What's going on? Uh, I mean, I mean, I can just already say it feels great because I saw, I was in major four, you know, in, in, in person, seeing them win the first, first, uh, trophy. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, seeing them, I was actually driving from upstate Boston or upstate Massachusetts from a family thing. So I was coming back, I was driving the That's minute today it you were doing PM, that? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the minute okay. it, the minute it hit 3 PM ET, I turned it on on the car and uh, I was, I, I think I heard the first match uh, in the car and we won the first hard point. Yeah. So I was, I was really happy about that. So I came in, rushed in, you know, dropped all my things off from the car and then I went straight to watching all the games. And then the first four maps, beautiful. And then the minute <laughs> I saw like Tim the Tatman's tweet, I was like, <laughs> okay. I, I, I started losing, I started losing it. And then, you know, we obviously did not win that Berlin. Uh, I think it was control. And then we Bro, lost he, something else. He was trying so hard to curse us. There's just yeah, no it, way here. Let me, I'll, I'll even bring this up. I, I came equipped tonight, by the way. Okay. I came production equipped. Here, here, here we go. Here's the tweet from Tim the Tatman at LA Thieves 5 0. Oh? That was after the fourth map. Yeah. Uh, the minute I, like, I saw that, I, <laughs> and then I kind of, I kind of like, uh, you know, thought back to the time. I think it was New York, uh, I think, or no, it was Empire. Empire had um, a 4 0 start, and then FaZe took it after that. So I kind of oh, had that. So flashback. they already had a throw. I didn't see. I was trying to yeah. remember if there had been a throw that bad before, and and I was sure like, surely it won't be us. Surely it won't I'm be pretty, us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Empire. Someone can correct me, but um, but no, I'm definitely happy with the win. My only take is that Vanguard was such a weird Call of Duty to watch <laughs> because it it played horrible. It was really fun to watch though. Yeah. Um. And there were so many issues with the game itself. Um. You know, I can see where people would say this was like a Mickey Mouse, but at the end of the day, we, you know, we definitely passed up all the issues that we had. Um. From from major one all the way up to the champs, and we did like we did all the we didn't no roster changes. Mm-hmm. Um. So so we were the only team to do no roster changes, and the fact that we uh. Um, did it with a roll swap. I think it was it was great. Yeah, the roll swap being uh, Kenny switching over to SMG, right? Yeah, and he seemed pretty happy about that after the New York major, and then mm-hmm. carried was, that yeah. momentum straight in. Um, yeah, that's the thing about this that was kind of crazy was how dominant we were. I mean, like, yeah, we we dropped two maps to phase, and a couple of the maps we won were pretty close, right? Like those hard points were mm-hmm. no joke, right? Um, but other than that, man, we were basically smoking people all weekend. Yeah. We 58 points given to optic on the Gavuto eight hard point mm-hmm. 71 to phase the first time we played him. Goodness gracious, man. I don't even know where this came from, but, uh, I, th- yeah. I, th- I think, I think Shane had to do a lot with it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, him coming in and as a second coach. Uh, because I think, like, I know a lot of people, including myself, had a lot of criticism about J-Cap and 
what is he doing? Like as a fan, when you're when you're seeing your team lose, it's you know you're you're gonna feel bad. So you're gonna try to have a scapegoat, and J J Cap was probably the number one scape scapegoat of this team. Yeah. But um, but I think he just needed some help, right? Because um, without an SND coach, you really can't teach everyone all the you know modes properly without someone who's dedicated to one mode, maybe. So I think Shaden was definitely a great help, and I think um, the way they brought it back from you know perfecting the SNDs because we we were dominant in SND. This whole tournament and major four, right? And we were doo doo before Shane, so <laughs> yeah. So, so definitely like that's because um, I think it was the first um, game against Phase. It was like if they didn't win that SND, um, I don't think they would have won that match. Yeah, um, it was a real they, momentum they, shifter. Yeah, it was dominant. It shifts in momentum. So yeah. I think definitely Shane was the biggest factor. I think, you know, coming in, helping the team, you know, go into their current shape. So, yeah, I th- I, I think like probably no one is going to come out of this with a bigger career buff than Shane, probably, right. Right. <laughs> which is good for him. I mean, he worked hard. Right. I, I think like J-Cap and Mud Dog, I'm probably talk about this later, but J-Cap and Mud Dog were under a lot of fire uh, for a long time, you know, basically full like a, a season and a half. Um, those dudes were under fire and so they come out redeemed as well. And I'm really happy about that because especially my dog, like I just, I just know that he cares so much and works so hard and I I feel happy Mm -hmm. to see him pull this off. So did you, uh, how are you feeling when phase started to bring it back a little bit? They won two maps and then for a bit in the SND, uh, in my opinion, it was a little dicey. Yeah, so I actually I DM'd uh, someone that they were losing steam probably at the end of I need the map I need the map pools in my face again because I forgot exactly what the order was. Uh, but, okay, I'll um, pull it up. What after which one? They, so we won, we won steam. We won, so first was Gavutu Hardpoint. We won. We won uh, Berlin SND Gavutu Control. Tuscan hardpoint, and then it was the uh, the Bocage where we dropped six to one to them. Yeah, I think Berlin they were controlled for that. Yeah, I think they were losing steam at Tuscan um, for a bit, but mm-hmm. they were losing a lot of the gunfights. Uh, yeah, towards the end, it started to turn a bit. I noticed that too. Yeah. I noticed that like so, Abizi was starting to win a lot, and our cities even was starting to win a lot. Right. So I I, I saw that shift. So I was kind of concerned, and then I I know Bokaj is not our strongest suit, no, like strongest yeah. map. Um, so I, I kind of had that if it went to S and D, um, or if to that map for S and D, then we would probably not win. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we can still bring it close because we were pretty good in form. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what was the map after Bokaj? It was a uh, it was Berlin, Berlin Control. control. Right? I thought we would win Berlin Control. Everyone um, probably it, did, right? Yeah, like we've been so exactly. dominant on that mode and that map, and then it just got the, weird. <laughs> there's a the thing though. That's where that's where I think phases phases kind of, um, you know, not underrated, but th- that's what they're known for because they they're pretty consistent. They always get to at least top four. Um, I mean, they went two, two, yeah. two, three, two again, and I think a lot of that has to do with the coach as well. Crowder is a great coach, 
So I, I know he definitely did some VOD reviews for Berlin. Um, so maybe that has something to do with it, right? Yeah. But um, when it went to Tuscan S&D, when I saw the stat line, I thought they can bring it up. But then, you know, at the start of it, I thought they weren't doing too well. Um, but I think uh, the way they were reading phase was, you know, how they got it to the end point, you know, going to round 11. Yeah. Um, because the way that Selim was setting up was like he was trying to be the anchor for one side and the rest were trying to get the, you know, fights in mid. Yeah. Um, type of thing. So they read it really well. So um, I wasn't too confident in SD, but it was actually really fun to watch because that's when, when you don't expect it the most and they win, that's like the best feeling. Yeah. So. Yeah. It really was. I, I thought that that map was lost, honestly. The, the yeah. last one, the SD. So I was like, all right, it's about to be 4 3. I don't know what happens from this point. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like we, uh, we won with our brains. Like even when our most of most of this tournament, we we were just better. Like the guns were on, mm. you know, whatever. But during this one, it just seemed like we won with our brains just as much. So it was a good feeling. All right, Sen. Anything yeah. else you want to uh, bring up or talk about before I uh, move on to? I think we're gonna have Crockpot in here next. No, I'm all good. Thank you for having me, though. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's. Uh, I appreciate you always pushing for us to do some Call of Duty stuff because, you know, we love yeah. to do it and I, I like that we have a great excuse now. So <laughs> thanks for being here. You're a real Absolutely. one. Yeah, have a good one, man. All right, you too. All right, so we'll say goodbye to Sen here. And in, coming in hot, is Crockpot. Now, let me, let me tell you something about Crockpot. Crockpot's name in the Discord right now is 100T Will Dominate Worlds. And he is not shying away from that take whatsoever. And so I know that this guy is bold. I know that this guy, he, he's, you know, he's in it to win it. So Crockpot, what's up? How are you feeling? Dude, I am definitely in it to win it. I'm all <laughs> in on hundred thieves as an org. Um, we're, we're, I'm feeling unstoppable right now. <laughs> There we go. It was a good, good, uh, good day for that kind of feeling for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now you no had, doubt. you had a take, I think that was blending LCS and, uh, Call of Duty if I remember. Yes. Right. Yeah? Yes. There is a take. I was, <laughs> well, honestly, I didn't know this was going to happen. I was hoping you'd do it on Monday's show, but oh, I'll yeah. say it now. I think Hunter Thieves now has enough championship aura to have two good teams. Look at that. Are we breaking the curse? Let's, Let's look at the facts here. We have a we have a long and storied history of the org where uh, if one team is winning, the rest seem to struggle, right? And it seemed yeah. to be this trade off for the longest time. Uh, whether it's you know between our LCS squad and our Valorant squad, or our Call of Duty squad and our LCS squad, but we have this weekend winning COD champs yep. and having a two zero in LCS. While we, uh, I believe we tied for first place with EG, right? We are um, now tied win. for first place with EG, yes. And I know today, here, well, here, you can, you can tell me what you think, Crockpot, of how much of this is, a, you know, plays into what you're saying. But we did have a Valorant loss today. We're not out all the way from the LCQ. Uh, we still got the lower run, but we did lose in Valorant. So what are you thinking? We think we can support two teams. We got enough aura for two teams and not three. I think so. I think we definitely have enough championship aura for two teams, not three at the moment, 
But there was an interesting um, interview, actually, after uh, Kyle Champs, Nate Chai did with someone. I don't know who it was. It was on Twitter. I watched it. But it kind of explained um, how Nate Chai is just putting more trust in Yeah, uh, so that was with M-Rags. Right, that was with M-Rags from Barstool. I'm actually, I'll I'll play that um, here a little bit later. I've got that pulled up to, to go over, so... We'll be doing that mm-hmm. for sure, but yeah, he he was talking about that trust. I mean, you got you got to figure some of those uh, rough LCS years kind of helped them develop that trust. Yeah, I w- you would think, but I th- I honestly think it started when Papa Smithy kind of took over. Ah, and the adult when, in the when, room, when, <laughs> right? Exactly. No, exactly. Like what the motto? What's the motto? Trust, trust the, Papa, the Papa. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, and it's just. Uh, another thing for trust the process and how it's supposed to go. And it really even comes back to that interview where um, I think it was he, J cap told Nate, Nate shot or whoever the, I don't know who the coach is. I don't know. I don't keep up with Kyle that much, but he's like, if I can't get this team to win, I don't deserve to be your coach or something. Yeah. Let's talk about mud dog, the GM. Mm-hmm. Oh, mud dog. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just all about trusting the process and, if you remember, uh, and, actually, and all look, the way back to the Prolly days of LCS, Prolly basically said the same thing about the the first LCS roster. He said, "If you get me this group of guys, I, you know, I need to be able to get it to Worlds," and he did. He did do that. You're absolutely right. Now, yeah. now that I, that was such a long, it feels like such a long time ago. It does. It? <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> and that was uh, there were a few twisted turns in that story as well, but. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. But now we have we have so let's say that this is dominating worlds of Call of Duty. Okay. Are you still feeling good about dominating worlds of League of Legends? Um as of today, yeah, absolutely. There we go. Um EG EG does not look great. I'll say that. They did not look great today. TO absolutely gave them the backhand. <laughs> Um and uh, I mean we just we look top form honestly we look unstoppable it, it, I I would be surprised if we drop a game in playoffs woo that's another bold prediction I like this guy <laughs> all right so maybe you need to update that in our Discord update your uh your your name <laughs> to include something about that so hundred thieves will dominate worlds after not dropping a single game in playoffs. It's a little bit long of username, but it's we'll figure it long, out. It's a little long, yeah. I'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Crockpot, <laughs> anything else before we say goodbye? Nah, just run it up. Global and six. There we Shout go. Out run it up. There we go. Shout out John Robinson. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool, man. Ta- thanks for calling. We'll see you later. Yeah, take it easy. All right. <clears throat> I love that guy. Um. Let's uh here's what we'll do. We're I'm we've got a caller I'll, I'll bring in Will um here in a minute and then we'll take a look at some like some of the things that we've already referenced some of the social posts and the videos and the interviews and uh and and while we're doing that we'll stack up some more callers and uh keep this hype train rolling. Before I I bring in Will though. I do have to mention I'm celebrating with the best drink on the market here. Citrus X. Rip it, Citrus X. Of course, we are powered by Rip it and Elgato. Shout out Elgato for the lights and the capture gear. But I got to do my quick ASMR moment. All right, you guys ready? Tastes like a dub. 
tastes like a dub. All right, let's get Will in here. Will, are you with me, my friend? There we go. There we go. We're we're coming online. You're kind of uh, glitching a tiny bit. So you want to give me one more test with your mic? Uh, am I good? Yeah, you're good now. What's up? I'm doing well. Um, obviously ecstatic about the uh, the win. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you get to watch the full series? Yeah, watched uh, watched all seven maps. Yeah, yeah. And what? Describe how you're feeling after the first four maps. Like, still, still kind of nervy, just because I think the theme for that Atlanta team. I mean, it even happened. Um, this weekend when they played Seattle Surge, they just have this, they, there's this feeling that they can just kind of like flip a switch whenever they want. Yes. And they're just, they're right back in the game. Like you, you felt like you were dominating and then all of a sudden you're losing by like a hundred and a hard point or you're getting reverse swept in the control. They're just they're That team is so like well-rounded and good and they just never feel out of a series. So like felt good. Like, it would be shocking. I, I was like, I'd be shocked if we lost at this point, but still nervous just because of what that team can do. Yeah, I feel you. So actually, I don't know if my brother's still in chat, but something I texted my brother uh, yesterday was that I felt like we did not get the real simp in our cities um, when we played them in the first round. Or Well, not the first round, but the first time we played FaZe. And I was yeah. like, if those dudes play like they normally play, like this could get hairy, right? Because yeah, we definitely and, didn't see that in the first series. And in the second series, it was like a really mixed bag. I think mostly Simp didn't show up. Um, but our cities he obviously had like two 1v3s in S&D, which is unbelievable. And then I thought yeah, he just he played kinda, a lot better overall. Cool. He didn't He didn't have like a flawless day or whatever, but he, he certainly was better than he was on Saturday. Yeah, no, they definitely started showing up, a little, especially our cities. The, he's, gotten, he's gotten a lot of criticism this year. He's sort of been like the his like sort of like the what that team views him as is sort of this like rock this like when when they're down they're the one he they rely on so he started to show it out a little bit in that game and so when after losing that i i saw the the map for that the map five bocage i was like i feel like this is a map we usually get out of our rotation most times so i wasn't like too shocked we lost it so yeah. like disappointed but like it makes sense just kind of based on how we've played that map the entire year. Yeah. I think like, I, I don't know if we actually said it earlier when we were talking about it, but I, I think everybody kind of felt like, yeah, whatever, if we lose that map, we lose that map and it doesn't even matter. Um, I, I expected to lose it. I didn't expect to get slammed that bad though, but <laughs> you know, we, it was like a six, yeah. it was a six, one or six, two that we lost. I think it was six, one, six, one. and six, that, one, that kind of hurt. Um, I did want to bring up this Arcity's tweet. Um, I don't well, I don't know if you're looking on screen, but Arcity's t- tweeted this earlier. He was uh he was uh, basically just tweeting his relief that the the game is done, you know, that they're not playing Vanguard yeah. anymore. Yeah. And uh in fact, before I before I go through this one, let's look at this one. Um So yeah, he said this year took a toll on me. Appreciate the real ones who noticed and messaged me. I love y'all. I'll be back to my old self. So I think like you were alluding to, he's clearly not feeling like he delivered on the same level that they're used to depending on him for. And then he's, right. he's, he was talking about when he was relieved to be done. It's like, 
with the PCs in the game, if you've looked at the ground and had doors or breakable walls in your field of vision, you can see through them like they were open. You can see every cross on Berlin. God bless this game is done. (laughs) And it's just like, I love that because on one hand, he's showing his relief to be like, like, okay, we don't have to ever play that game again. And then at the same time, he's like pulling the curtains back on some of the stuff they're doing. And then right here in the replies is Octane saying, I was doing it on Siege for five months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think in, in that in that same vein, I think Abizi has an even funnier one. Mm. One um, that he, that he got off it. right after. Yeah. Right after that, that series was over. If you can find it. Yeah, yeah, I'll think I'll pull it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here, I'll show this on screen. This isn't one that I'll read, though. <laughs> but yeah, Abizi, I thought... Um, I thought he was like the rock for today for them. Uh, I, I yeah. thought Ibiza even made more of a difference than Celium did. Um, you see yeah, the comments he, I already I, was saying you were beaming because I, I thought Ibiza really was like the one reliable person for them for, you know, for both series, to be honest. Yeah, he was definitely, definitely, I think he was their best player across the two series that we played him against, that we played against him in this weekend. Just, I mean, uh, yeah. watching him and search and destroys, he he feels like he's on a different level in that game mode. Ever since, I mean, I can't really think back to MW all as much, but I mean, there's some moments in Cold War where it's just like, oh, he's he is the server. He's he he does whatever he wants. He gets every kill. He just you you cannot stop that guy. So he definitely felt like their best player this weekend. Yeah. Um. So I was, I, I, again, I'll mention it cause I was really surprised about simp. You know, I've historically been super high on simp. I've, I've thought he's, you know, a, across the, the past few years been the, the single best player in the game. And, uh, that one hard point map, he was six and 22 against us. And I just feel like yeah. if we're getting that, there's no way we're losing <laughs> Yeah, that I, I mean, I, I think that's the worst game I've ever seen him. I, I think that's probably by far the worst game we've like anyone's ever seen him play, like ever. So I yeah. mean, to get that, that just shows how good the team was was playing in that series that this weekend. When you're able to shut down a guy who's an MVP candidate every year, it feels like you know that's you feel pretty good about your chances. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what about on our side? Who are you? I mean, Kenny got MVP for they, I think they called it postseason MVP or something. So I guess yeah. it's, it's an award for the whole, um, champs tournament. Yeah. Um, for, for champs and playoffs, he, Kenny got that MVP award. Yeah. 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 So how are you, how are you feeling about that? Do you think he was the, the standout player? Do you have some other thoughts on, along those lines? Uh, I mean, I was looking like looking at the they showed they flashed the KDs across the the champ series, and I was looking at I was like, not really anyone sticking out here. I think after that S and D map, I thought Envoy would get it. Just the, the he kind of like single handedly won us that that uh, game seven search and destroy Dude, on Tuscan. Yeah. The, wow. the two v one, but the one v two that he won to it keep us in it, and then. I think he gets the final kill or second to last kill um, in the final round, the round eleven. So mm-hmm. I think, but I mean, I think I think you could have had your your pick. Honestly, I think everyone showed up at different times in this event. So, but I mean, I'm happy Kenny Kenny won it. Kenny's my favorite player. He's the reason I have any interest in Call of Duty. I started watching him in World War Two. Oh, cool! So to see him 
to see sort of the career trajectory because I mean he was kind of he was simp before simp. I mean he was right. sort of, after that World War Two season, it felt like he was going to be in that MVP conversation every year, and he kind of he he turned it on at the end of Black Ops Four and was mm-hmm. very crucial in them winning back to back championships that year. Um, and then MW Cold War. Um, obviously wasn't the same player, or at least I, I would say he wasn't the same player. Yeah, so to I th- see him, I, he even <laughs> said he wasn't the same player. Yeah. Yeah. So to see him sort of this, this uh, resurgence he's had, especially these past couple events, and to see him slowly and surely have to, to finally be what I think everyone thinks and knows he can be, I think it, it's really cool just to see him back. Yeah, and again, I think deserving. Um, Steady was pointing out in chat that Envoy from this series you know, would have been his MVP, and it's hard to dispute that too. Envoy made so many like super critical reads and super critical plays, and yeah. uh, I, I think I, w- I wouldn't have a problem with that in, in terms of like a um, a finals MVP kind of deal, you know. But this was for the full postseason. I, I feel like it went to the right guy. Yeah. That- uh, I, yeah, again, I think you could have you could have your argument for any of the four players if going if hearing the comms, hearing what Octane does there, just so calm, composed, they very very the clear vocal leader in that regard. Um, I think you can point towards what he did this weekend. Draza that had his had his moments as well. Obviously, Kenny wins it, and uh, also has his. So I, there's an argument there for each of the four guys. Yeah, and I'll probably never shut up about that play against Ultra that Kenny pulled in a Tuscan hardpoint game one, where he uh, he got like the most insane turn on Bance. Bance was like I think yeah. on the ground, and somehow Kenny was able to turn and fry him. Then he moves forward and gets a kill, and then Cammy comes to trade it out. And he broke Cammy's ankle so hard and gets another kill and just like single handedly won us the hard point right there. And yeah. I'll always remember that play, man. That's one of those plays I'll always remember. Yeah, it it's reminiscent of a play from World War II where he breaks into the hill. It's like two forty five, two forty five. He breaks into the hill, wipes the entire team. TK wins. I think it's kind of reminiscent of that sort of play where we were talking about Kenny as the best player in the game, like without a doubt. Yeah. 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 So glad to have him just really turn it on when it mattered. I mean, he definitely just like found the form and yeah. And And he has, he has a streak going of whenever he does one events, he always wants back to back events. So is that true? I didn't know that. He did it in World War II. He won the opening two events of that year, obviously in Black Ops 4, London and yeah, Anaheim, London and now this year with major foreign champs. That's sick, man. That's uh, that's kind of a pretty cool like little asterisk ad by all your stuff, you know? So Yeah. Awesome. All right, well, anything else you wanted to uh, chat about before we uh, say goodbye? No, nah, I got my I got all my Kenny praise out. That's that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep but, telling um, Jordan. I think we're gonna at some point have to do like a like a top ten greatest COD players for hundred thieves. You know, top ten greatest yeah. LCS players for hundred thieves. And uh, I gotta say, like it's gonna be hard for me to put anyone above Kenny if we ever do that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, man. No problem. Appreciate right. it. Take care. YouTube.
All right. So actually, um, we do have a couple more callers right now. So I'll I'll put on hold some of the um, social stuff that we'll go through because I want to make sure I don't keep people waiting in the waiting room for too long. Um, so we will invite in the guy who I always on Twitter would just read your name as Capri Sun. Every single time I would just say Capri Sun in my head. That's what it's supposed to be. That was, uh, that was what was intended. But when I first made my, uh, League of Legends account, I actually misclicked the A into an S. And ah, okay. Yeah. Well, how fitting because then you play League of Legends and you're in CS prison as a new player, you know? So I, th- yep. I think it all works out. Well, welcome. Yeah, and, uh, w- we had, um, wasn't there like a specific comment you made in chat? And I was like, hey, co- let's talk about this. Oh, yeah. The fact that LA Thieves, I mean, they stuck with Draza, this mm. guy who was brought on to Optic LA as a replacement. I think it, w- it was for Dashy because Dashy didn't want to play. And he, yeah, they bring him remember. on from Challenge. They bring him on from Challengers. And his ability the relationship he has with kenny i just think is really special between teammates yeah he really uh kenny really brought him under his wing and ever since then he's just been frying i mean there's a reason why draws is on the team and venom is not on the team anymore that's a really good point yeah and i the thing that is special about draza in my opinion is that his ability to play with confidence he once he gets hot, he can gun anyone. He has the gunny, and he just has the confidence to take any chow. And I just love it. Yeah, that's the thing about him. So, and it's kind of like always been that way. Like he, it, it almost felt like a fake it until you make it situation where even before it really felt like, yeah, he can lock in and do it whenever he, you know, he gets hot. It, yeah. it just, you could kind of see it coming because he acted like he was there already, you know, even when he was brand yep. new. And, and I that's think, what I love. Yeah. I think that's special, right? Like you don't get a lot of people like that who have that attitude and have skill to back it up, you know? And oh, yeah. to your Venom point, I think like, you know, Venom clearly had a lot of skill and he had, if I'm not mistaken, he had like some pretty good success uh, with amateur, right? And then, yeah, no, it, he's he's consistently placing well in challengers. Yeah, and and then it, uh, yeah, so I'm thinking League of Legends. But, uh, yeah, with challengers. And then he, um, and he's got like, yeah, his skill is like fine, but it just didn't seem like he was at home when he played with us. Like it didn't seem like it fit for him. Maybe a confidence issue, right? Right. And just to go back to the point about Draza and Kenny, they just feed off of each other so well, and a player like Kenny needs the right pieces around him to play Kenny Cod. The reason why he wasn't winning on these past teams is because he was not in a position where he could play his kind of Cod. He thought he needed to change it up to support these other players that he was on the team with. But the roster he's on now allow him to play the way Kenny should play. And I think that's just really, like, that makes me really excited for the future of LA Thieves. Yeah, I think like in other esports, it's easier to see when fit is an issue, 
right? Because right. like, you know, you like especially if you're talking about League of Legends, you know, obviously there are different players that play the different roles and they play the different roles with the different play styles and it's more it sticks out more when it works or doesn't work, right? And you can kind yeah, of classify definitely. players more easily. I don't think that's as apparent in Call of Duty. So when you're someone like me who likes the game but is stupid about the game, mm-hmm. it's not immediately apparent to like why like why does this pairing work and this pairing doesn't draza though i you know <laughs> back when we were still doing um uh talk trios with more frequency and talking about la thieves i i had no great explanation for why i felt like draza should still be staying on the team and you know i felt that way basically his entire time and i and jordan would ask me about it and i'm like i don't know it just feels like <laughs> he's the right person yeah. and, and like he's young and he's moldable in the right way, but still believes he can go out there and kill people. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I'm like really glad that that was the decision. Cause you know, it was looking real dark for a while there and draws a seemed yeah. like an easy target to be, you know, all right, let's oh, make yeah. a move here. He's the first one because he's not as proven as the other. Yeah. But, it's nameplates. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you think back to it, what was stopping LA from having Octane Slasher, Envoy, and Kenny? As they had Slasher already signed, and he played at champs with them. Yeah, but they they picked Jaza to be their AR. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, I guess he played SMG for that. He played first. SMG. Yep, he did. Yeah. So I guess that doesn't exactly, but but no, know. there was still a big that, question, and I don't think Slasher yeah. even took it well. You know, my my memory oh, no, of it was. was he was, yeah, he was basically done for a while, you know? So, yeah, no, he was very offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he, you know, he, he does have that kind of attitude about him. Um, but fortunately, it seems like this, this one. Go ahead. Yeah. We came out on top on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is about uh, Kenny, but Kenny really reminds me of to make a parallel to uh, like a, a tradition in the sport, he really reminds me of Russell Wilson in a mm. way that he, no matter where, I, I, I'm a Seahawks fan, so this may be a little biased, but Russell Wilson's always going to be putting up numbers, no matter who he has on his team. He's going to have a good season, and that's the same with Kenny. But when he has those people on, on his team, he can take it, he can take it there. And he I can become Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, no, but Russell exactly. Wilson, corn dog man. Yeah, no, go Broncos. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Broncos country, let's ride. That's a, he's a- <laughs> yeah. No joke. So I've got this green screen behind me. I did one of those and sent it mm-hmm. to my friend too. I was like, Thieves Nation, oh, really? let's ride. <laughs> you should have posted that. On yeah, the I probably should have. Would have done numbers. Yeah, probably would have. Oh man. Um do you wanna Can you, you believe the LCS team and the <laughs> um CDL team went on the same day? We're we're bucking convention here, man. That's why Crockpot was on yeah. here screaming about this. By the way, Crockpot, I I, I want to bring this back up because I mentioned um that he should change his name to kind of reflect where he was at with uh, his zero losses in LCF LCS playoffs. So now he is now called in our Discord zero loss LCS playoff soon worlds. So 
mad right. respect to Crockbot. But yeah, it's uh, it's, and especially against C9, right? C9 yeah. uh, historically, they've been very it's difficult always, for us to handle. It's always a, a tough match, yeah. though. Especially regular season, I'd say. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, like the most surprising season. thing is over the last year, year and a half, we actually have come out on top like a lot against them. Um, but they still yeah. feel like th- this kind of bugaboo for us, right? Like you still feel mm-hmm. like every time, like, well, in fact, I think I predicted a loss this weekend against them, um, just because it's just, I, I just their think those, yeah. But right now, that LCS team is playing with the same confidence that I that reminiscent of when they won the the whole thing. That yeah. was it last summer. Mm-hmm. Yep, summer twenty twenty one. Yeah, so that's just. That's really nice. And hey, maybe we've got a, instead of championship aura between LA Thieves and, you know, whatever else, whatever other uh, 100 Thieves esports, now we're moving on to a rising tideless all boat situation, right? Where now you've, honestly, like, people aren't going to want to hear this, like, outside of 100 Thieves, but 100 Thieves is starting to, like, if you really look at it and are honest with it, they have a pretty good winning culture established so far. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is not... The Hoodie Org days are, like, so far behind not, us. Yeah, those are over. I mean, you have Apex placing third. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how the Fortnite scene's going still, but for almost, like, two years, the, their Fortnite team was winning everything. They were, like, best in NA, now, yeah. Yep. And now, I mean, LCS, they finally won a split, and they're... Two straight finals... Best. Probably another yeah. one right now. Yeah, and maybe win I, in these finals. <laughs> I I sure hope so. I did. EG lost today, right? To TL, they did. Mm-hmm. So we're tied for mm, first with them. That's and good to hear. Yeah, right. And so it's like we're getting good. Well, they are not. And uh, we have yeah, Hunter Valorant. Uh, We've still got to put the puzzle pieces in place for that. We're not in a I good think, spot odds wise there. Yeah, and I think. Um, I think they'll be, I don't know, after um, Nate's speech about uh, patience, about patience with a team and seeing how it can work, and, you know, he's always been quick to pull the trigger, I could see him trying to let this team get some more time to develop because I think I think there's a lot of good talent on this team, and I think it's not necessarily a fit issue. You I, know, think, I think they could be good. And I'll, I'll be quick on this because I want to make sure. Oh, and here's a air horn for Crockpot, by the way. Um, I want to, I'll be quick on this cause I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take away from the LA thieves conversation, um, too much, but yeah, yeah, I will say, I think a more nuanced version of that take is maybe not just, I think Nade shot will give them time. I think it's more like, I think Nade shot will have trust in like the shot the calling staff. for like, yeah, the staff for like roster building and the stats mm-hmm. and like everything. I think they'll have trust in that because if they suggest a change, I don't think they'll be hesitant to make the change, but I think they're careful with, you know, when, when they recommend those changes and things churned a bunch for a while, but Mm -hmm. I don't think that they churned because it was like, Oh, I'm unhappy. Get rid of that guy. Oh, I'm unhappy. Get rid of that guy. I think it was like, look, we need to rebuild and retool this thing and find which pieces are foundational for us going forward. So they, I think the, the staff has demonstrated across esports that um, they're going to be patient and wise and 
even when it doesn't come through, even when we don't win, like we got smoked by EG in the finals in spring, right? For LCS. Yeah. Even when it, we don't win, it's like we are right up there in position. And that's, that's kind of great for the, that's yeah. just great for the culture though. Yeah. And so I think that's what we're getting used to as, uh, as hundred these fans. And that is sick because it, this org has not been around for a long time. You know, we're competing nope. with other orgs that have been very established in this space for a very long time. And now here we are the new kids, but we're already like winning. So hats off to them. for good. sure. Yeah. All right. Anything that else you want to go ahead? Yeah. That cha- the champs merch, I think is going to be super, super oh, nice. I don't want to get my hopes too high to up, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's going to be sick. I'm just waiting. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I hope they just don't overdo it with the gold, but besides that, <laughs> I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah. All right. I, it was I, great talking to you, man. Yeah. You too. I was just going to say like, you know, I have my championship white on for, for this pod. So maybe they'll go back to that and do something cool that way. But oh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, man. We'll say goodbye. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Later. OG, by the way, Capri Sun has been here. I don't know. A very long time. Maybe since like the first LCS season that we did, it feels like. So that's always fun to talk to him. All right. We're going to bring in yet another caller here. So everybody say hi to the guy with the Charmander, it looks like, in his Discord um, profile pic. We have Obey in here. Obey, what's up? How's it going? Oh, dude, I'm fantastic, and I trust you are the same right now. What's what's going through oh. your mind with the dub? Man, I lost my mind. I stood up. My girlfriend was like, what the hell's going on? I was <laughs> I stopped. I've been... Uh, 100 Thieves fans since Black Ops 4. That's when I started watching Professional Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. So I saw all the OG guys, Slasher, Nabel, Priesta, Kenny, and Octane. Uh, those are my main five guys. And as yeah. soon as I saw Octane join the LA Thieves squad, I was like, these guys can make a run. And then I saw Envoy, I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. I knew they were going to like, they were going to hop off right of the back because I knew it was Vanguard, so it's different. But man, I just after this one, like the major four, I was driving home from uh, just a vacation with my girlfriend and I mm-hmm. had it on the car while I was driving. I screamed and she just lost her mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so here is what I'll say. Dad tip. I don't recommend screaming in your girlfriend or wife's ears while this is happening, but I can surely understand it. I've done that myself. In fact, my, my kids even have noticed that sometimes I get very enthusiastic about cheering so yeah. it, like when we won <laughs> when we won LCS last year, my kids were just like watching me watch it because they were so <laughs> like they had never seen me like that. I don't think so. It was really funny. It was really that's funny. awesome. <laughs> um, I I keep I keep asking people this because I think this is very like interesting to hear. But what were you thinking once we won the fourth map? The fourth map. Okay. Well, as soon as I saw that, I just, I was like, okay, this will be interesting, and then. I knew we had Berlin, Berlin. I was like, okay, I mean, the guys can put up the numbers. We've done it before. Mm-hmm. But I also know FaZe has been champs. They know what they do. This is not their first run as a, as a champion. So I knew they were a force to be reckoned with. So I was like, okay. And I knew they're going to drop a few maps. I just knew it. I knew where it was going to be a clean sweep. But I knew it was going to be a battle. And they pulled out. And yeah, we're champs. So Yeah, <laughs> yes. We're champs. That's all we really got to say. We're champs. We're champs. Um, exactly. It did. So 
I think like a like a younger Hunter Talk Cole, like maybe like a year or two ago when we got to that yeah. four four maps thing, I yeah. would have just felt like we're still gonna lose. We're still gonna find a way to lose. Watch. Yeah. But yeah, I'm last, telling you it, even though even though it got dicey a little bit and that, that S and D that phase turned on us was really bad. It was like, you oh, know, yeah. we got four more chances to beat yeah. them. Like yeah, exactly. we're not going to drop that many maps in a row, especially, do you know what one of the keys for me was when I, when I was deciding like how I felt about our chances, this it's been watching octane. Have you, yeah. have you see that guy's well, face I, while they're playing? He's so calm and collect. Even when he's streaming, I watch him and he's just so calm. And I was like, how are you calm during this S and D? Like I'd be sweating. Like even when I play like, online i'm sweating like my shirt is com- completely drenched in sweat <laughs> just doing snd so i'm like i need to calm down but i yeah i can't believe they can just keep their composure doing this yeah it's uh it's crazy like and even like the only time you see him really like get excited is like when the match is done and yeah. and even then i think he's he's typically more reserved especially i think it was after um after we secured grand finals it might have been actually no 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 I'm I'm tripping. It was um it was when we won major four. You yeah. saw him just kind of sit in his chair. Like the just, other guys were just slowly Yeah, he was just yeah. he was just like taking it in for a second, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I mean he's it's yeah. age, right? It's gotta be age. Yeah, exactly. It's like, he's he, he's twenty four and he's done this before, so it's like just oh, I'm I just won a major. This is how it feels to be back on top. Because I mean what he had two years on Seattle and And those were dark days. It was a dark day for and I just I'm watching him. I'm like, I walk like I didn't watch the 2019 because the boys weren't in there yet. So I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as we, the 2021 season was announced and they were in, I was like, okay, let's watch some like older footage or whatever. And I see Octane. I'm like, okay, Octane <laughs> and Enable playing together. Yeah. And I see Enable doing kind of shit. I'm like, oh god. And then he eventually retires. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I mean, I guess I kind of saw that coming. Yeah. But I was surprised Octane didn't retire after that. And I was like. As soon as I heard he was a free agent, I was like, after last year, it was interesting because that was a, there were so many roster changes and stuff. And I just, I knew J, I believe in JCAP the whole time. Sometimes I was like, dude, good for you. I think like a lot of us didn't know what to think. Like I didn't know what to think about JCAP, especially because there's not typically a window into him, like on the behind the scenes content, like he's on there, but you don't like really get to see him in action. You don't really get to hear what's on his mind. I'll I'll tell you this. Like I have been told by people in the scene that like Jacob's actually like savant level understanding of the game. And yeah. he, he's just being disrespected. People don't understand how good he is and just attributing it to like nepotism with Matt or whatever. But like, yeah, exactly. you know, I'm told that this dude really is like super smart about the game and good at, at demonstrating that to other people. So I, I gotta say, you know, I had my doubts about Jacob. Well, while we seem to be losing with pieces that we should be winning with, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just think the 2021 roster, it was just no stable factor. I know Kenny and Draza were like little, I know Kenny for sure was like a stable factor, but after they just keep switching guys around, I was like, okay, I mean, if we make champs, we make it. If not, we scratch it and do it next year. Dude, I just call it, I call it the hook nuke, right? Because it just seemed like that, I think the idea when, when we brought on Hook was like, this dude is like, we're basically going to reconfigure our franchise around Hook. Like this dude yeah. is insane. He was, was he the MVP or he was at least like 
he's at least like on, on on the squad that won it all, you know, and it was just like Yeah, exactly. He, he was known know. to be in Kook the Nuke, so he would have performed when he goes and plays. But yeah, yeah. When he but played for us, it was just not. It, it was, was no still player. a nuke, but not in the right direction, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, yeah, the hook nuke. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I think that just threw off the entire year because I was like, well, how do we do this if, if our entire plan has gone to pot, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. And, and the, the way that they stuck to their guns with, you know, which players they're betting on and, and the coach and, yeah. and mud dog and everything is just, it's super impressive. So I think like, yeah. I tried to make this point on Twitter where as fans, like this feels unbelievable. This is like incredible. We feel top of the world, you yeah. know, just imagine how they are feeling. Oh, that, I mean, we were here Nate shot after the, he got the, we're gonna, they're going to went, they went to go get, drink, get drinks and stuff. They were getting screwed up tonight. So I mean, like they deserve this. Like, uh, what was it after the 2021 season? I was obviously watching the flank, trying to piece together what's going on. And after I heard Slasher wasn't renewing his contract, and then Octane was on the cards, I was like, I bet they're going for Octane just because he's a more stable factor and he's a good S and D guy, and he just picks apart teams. I mean, we've seen it. He finds Dude. a corner and just bam, bam, bam. I've got three dead. And the other thing about Octane that should not go unsaid is how much he loves Hundred Thieves, right? Like oh, he specifically yeah, loves Hundred Thieves so much. Like he, you know, after the the New York major, you know, he was tweeting about how special it feels for him to win four. Hundred thieves instead of like anywhere else, right? It's like exactly. winning is always special, but winning four hundred thieves feels different, you know. And it's like when you have someone like that who's so into the culture and is such like a good person to have around, like that is a big deal. That's a that, that turns the tide on some of those conversations. It's like which player do we go with, you know? And um, yeah, exactly. And he 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 ended up filling a good need for a a, a big need for us, and. <clears throat> Again, I think there's like you just can't say it enough about um the way that this team was arranged because all of these guys that we have have been extremely important at different times to the success yes. of the team. You know, like 100%. they all have yeah. their individual talents and the and the ways that they play the game that have come in so clutch for us at different times. And when you have when you can when you can count on somebody from the team is going to step it up huge. Like every time that's a great place to be, you know? And I think not to again, go back into Valorant, but I think on the horizon for the Valorant team, if we stick with it, I think we've got that kind of situation coming up. So, you know, I, I hope that that's the way that hundred thieves is thinking about these decisions and it, and it sounds like they are. Yeah. If they just got to pick, pick part, like pick the pieces set the foundation and they just build up. That's all I got to do. And that's what they've been doing. Yeah, man. Uh, so it feels, feels good to finally be, bring home the big rings, right? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I, as soon as I saw them do it, Oh, I was just in disbelief. My yeah. girlfriend's like, you okay? I'm like, I'm about to cry right now. Yeah. I'm just so happy. I feel you. Uh, I feel you. Just seeing this. Oh, it's such a great, good thing for the organization. I'm just so happy for them. Yeah. Man, they, yeah, they deserve this big time. So, all right. Anything else you want to uh, bring up and bat around before we say goodbye? Uh, actually, just congrats on the po- podcast and everything. This is a great. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Maybe I, lo- I, I'm so glad I joined and it's awesome. 
Yeah. I appreciate that. It's really fun to do this. And, um, I think like, you know, we have, we have a pretty small, but very active community and it just feels like so good to share stuff like this with you all because we just, we've been through this journey together for so long now that it's like, yeah. I don't know. It just, it just feels like I have a group of people to share this with instead of just like calling Jordan or whatever. Right. And so, exactly. <laughs> so it's awesome. Like we've, so, been, like we've been here since Nayshaw created the organization and then just seeing how we got here today and it's just phenomenal. Yeah. I'm yeah. So happy for this organization. Yeah, man. It's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for the call. We'll say goodbye. Well, Enjoy the you. dub. Uh, and, you as well. and stay following the timeline because I will still continue to, to retweet basically everything positive I see about the org for the next <laughs> 48 hours or so. So enjoy that. Trust and, me, I'm, all, I'm already on a spree right now. There so you I'm, go. <laughs> there you go. You're going to, you're going to lock in the streak there. Good job. Oh, always. All right. All right. Take care. You as well. All right. Fun caller. Fun caller. Thanks for calling it. Okay. All right. Um, I think let's do another call. We've got, uh, we've got, <clears throat> excuse me. Whew, we've got flesh bear waiting to jump in here. So let's go ahead and do that. And then just a reminder to everybody who's in chat. If you want to call in and talk about anything, you know, like whether you have takes about stuff or predictions about what's going to happen in the future, or just like you, you're happy to say how happy you are to someone else. Who's a big fan. Go ahead and call in, just hop into our discord here and, um, drop your take in the LA thieves topics channel and sit in the waiting room voice chat. We'll get to you. So with that said, let's bring in our boy flesh bear. First time caller, right? Uh, I mean, I was on, uh, I, I want to MEP on uh, Valorant. So I've, I've been on the show before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Right. So we've talked to you before, but this is the first time we've, we've gotten to hear from you on your perspective on the hundred thieves side of things, uh, specifically taking home the dub today. How does it make you feel? Uh, I feel great. Um, honestly, uh, it's hard to believe, like, coming from the very beginning of the season. Right? It's like the journey that the team has made <laughs> from the beginning of the of the season to now is just really unbelievable. It just feels like, I don't know. How, so let's, let's ask you this. <clears throat> After Major 3, did you even think that, like being top three, top four was a possibility for this team? Um, I, I mean, I did because I feel like at major three, that was uh Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Um, I, I think we had a good, sure we right. had a good run there in that, in that, uh, major, but, uh, we just kind of fell short, but, um, like, there, like something had to give man, because like we were like, after Kenny switched to the sub, like, we were able to make plays. I feel like as like a normal team would, whereas like when we had Draza on sub, it was almost like we had two route men instead of like a slayer and an entry. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, cause like Draza wanted to go on a crazy play. Envoy wanted to go on a crazy play. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. So the configuration was a little bit off. Um, pulling this up. So yeah, we beat, we beat rocker in, uh, in the first round three to two. Then we got smoked by who else? Atlanta phase uh, 3-0 in the next yeah. one. And we were able to take down optic um, to make it to elimination round four, where we dropped to the ultra three to one. And, you know, 
I don't know. I just, at that moment, I did not think that this was possible. I was just like, you know, we're, we're halfway into the season. I just, we're just going to ride this thing out and we'll see where we land. I didn't think we were going to like miss out on champs or anything, but like it was pretty dark for a while. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd agree, but like the way that people were kind of calling for like roster changes and stuff. I mean, like when you look at the roster, like I understand that like some people might've been underperforming, but like, how do you decide like when you look at all these players individually, you know the talent that they have. So like, how do you decide this piece is not fitting aside from like the, the subs, the sub switch to, uh, um, Jaws of the AR. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I think like when you know that things aren't working, you just want to point to a problem, you know? And yeah. we, we see such a limited amount of the picture since we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know, you know, like, like beyond very basic stats, we don't know statistically what's going on. Um, I'm sure that they've got, you know, like, like when they brought on Tim from Oracle's Elixir, he's actually like stats for, all the esports. He's not just doing like LCS. Um, was Shane was Shane brought in after that major after major three? Is that when that um, was? I I think it was because I think that's when a lot of people were trying to call for the switches. I can't. I'm not 100 percent sure, but so let's take a look at this. It was May 26th that Shane came on board, uh, and major three was on June. So Shane came on right ahead okay. of that. So I guess if you were seeing glimpse of it during the ultra run, maybe, you know, maybe that had something to do with it. But yeah, I mean, like for me, like uh I've been watching since Black Ops 4. Um I I um I really uh wanted Kenny to win one and Octane to win one just because of what happened in Black Ops 4 where they got second place against oh my gosh. you know, United BZ yeah. Simp and uh yeah. and uh, RCDs. But um, uh, I have I have something I want to talk about for um Envoy. Sure. Is that I'm really excited I'm really excited for him because um after he was on Optic and they switched from five to four, it seemed like uh people were kind of like throwing dirt on his name, saying like he's only good in fives because you have that flex to like pick up whatever mm -hmm. you don't whatever you don't get. Yeah. And I think it's just so awesome to see that he's able to succeed in a in a four man four man league when you know. Um, it it just seems so much harder for him because he was playing kind of like a different style. Yeah. Um, do you think there was anything in particular that made a difference for him coming in with us, like to to kind of turn the corner? Well, I think maybe not playing like like you got to think he was playing with like formal and scump. Like those two are like legends in the in the COD community, mm -hmm. and then he, now he's playing with Kenny, some like someone who he played with before. Like like I saw the pictures on Twitter. Uh, uh, I think. Uh, Envoy's dad posted and um, you know like it, these are all like equal people I mean you might say like Octane has more like like more of a pedigree than like the rest of the team but like they're all equals you know that's a cool thought there's uh, there's yeah there's not I don't know I, I think people still see Draza maybe as a little bit lesser uh, maybe because of the youth maybe because he's got you know uh, he's maybe a little rough around the edges with some of the other pros you know um, yeah, but I think like functionally that's right on. Like I, I doubt they treat each other that way. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm sure this is like a team of equals on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really good point because <clears throat> I 
I don't know. There, it's like it's almost like if if that's not the case, there's an additional quote like role to play within the team because it's like not only do you have to worry about like how you play the game, but then you have to play like what's my pecking order. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I, I feel like it was kind of similar with like the Valorant team, like early, like where we had Nitro and you yeah, know, um, like and Steel like and yeah, Steel and then the button heads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of weird, and and we saw even while the team was doing well, I mean, we had a, a really good run in uh, Reykjavik, and then they got rid of Steel, you know, and so yeah. there was something clearly happening where hey, we need to break this up. We need to go in a different direction and it's a hard call to make. So, um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I think like Envoy for me was the most like, I don't know how this is going to go player. Um, which is weird because I actually expected it to be octane because I knew he's always been good, but then he sat in Seattle for a couple of years. Like, I don't know. It just kind of probably sucks the life out of you to be doing stuff like that. Like I know like how I felt professionally in a job where, you know, I felt like I was rotting a bit Yeah. and, and how difficult it is to kind of shake that and get into something different. And, um, so I, I thought maybe I would have question marks about octane, but it really was like envoy where I was like, yeah, I'm having trouble picturing how this is going to go. And he seems to have found his groove, um, over the last couple of majors as being that guy who just like makes, really good reads and kind of changes the, the, uh, the, the tone and the feel of a round <laughs> with like a creative decision. You know what I mean? So, and the dude can heat up as well. Uh, and, and the shots can come in. So been really happy with him. Uh, what about, you know what, actually I'll save that for later. I did want to make a, a, a kind of a sub comment because we were talking about when Shane came on and yep. uh, Harry in chat pointed out that he, he had been trialing with LA thieves for like a month or so before they actually brought him in. Um, and <laughs> I referenced it was May 26th when he came in. I actually pulled that from a Reddit post. And do you know what? Here's, here's the stats on the Reddit post. It's got a hundred upvotes, which is cool. I guess four, four comments that are not hundred thieves staff. Right. It's Mm -hmm. one person saying excited to see what they can pull together. One saying, welcome Shane. One says we can't wait to see what he'll bring to the team. And that was actually AT&T's official account. So doing a little (laughs) partner uh, support there with one upvote from AT&T, by the way. And then uh, the last one, man like Shane hold tight team validus. So (laughs) it was basically like an unheralded thing at the time. Yeah. You know, like no one seems to like have any strong reactions to it yet. Look what how like look how transformative yeah, I mean, it was in the end. He obviously had a lot of impact. I'm and I and I feel like like during that time, like I think he's from the UK or or somewhere uh not in America, but I feel like that must have been really hard to like actually feel the impact from that far away. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like just through like Discord or TeamSpeak or whatever they use. Yeah. Yeah, there's something different about being there in person, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you can't really f- feel what they're saying as well as like, you know, seeing facial reactions and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you say you were you were watching since 2019, since Black Ops 4? Uh, yeah, I started like I I'm I'm not really a big COD player, but like yeah. I really enjoy esports. Right. But uh I've been watching since Black Ops 4, yeah. Yeah, so you're you're with me on that. Um 
what do you think about this game coming up? Like, do you think, uh, cause it felt to me, um, we got to a place with Vanguard where, you know, and I think Capri Sun said something like this, like the game kind of is rough and sucks or whatever in a lot of people's opinion. And yet it ended up being pretty exciting viewing by the last, you know, half of the season, the second half of the season. Um, I don't know. Is it just winning by like uh, us winning makes me feel like it's more exciting or did you, did you have any feelings about how the game played? Um, I mean like from, from, from what friends told me the game was okay. Um, I mean, if you ask me like this game that we're on right now is the best of all time because we won. um, (laughs) I like it. uh, (laughs) But uh, as far as the next title goes, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that we could bring something together. I mean, we were looking like, like one of the worst teams in the league at one point. It felt like, like I don't, I'm sure it's not correct, but like it felt that way, you know, because we're not in the top. It did feel that way. Yeah, it felt like we had some significant problems. But um, I, I myself, like, I feel optimistic about the direction that the game will go. And I think like, if our boys were able to like win with how difficult the situation was this year. I'm actually more optimistic for the following year. So I'm looking forward to seeing what modern warfare two is like. And just like, you know, just like is normal for them. They put out a trailer for the trailer. So I guess, you know, soon we'll, we'll get a better look at the game, but um, I sure hope it's a better experience for the pros so that we don't have to like hear them complain about it all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if the pros are enjoying it, like that's going to make the fans enjoy it even more. Yeah. You know, getting, getting like some, some entertainment out of people being up on the stage. <laughs> yeah. And, and I do think like league wise, it seems like enter- the entertainment value went up throughout the course of the year. And so there's like, there's like more teams and more personalities that seem like they're relevant than at the beginning of the year, you know? So it's just, yeah, I would definitely agree. Just more dynamic now, which is always a good sign. So, um, all right. Anything else you want to get to before we let you go? Um, can I, can I just shout out, uh, some people quick. yeah for sure uh shout out john robinson shout out oak boys mm. uh my one boy who's the biggest uh hunter t fan i know johnny uh my other friend who's an optic fan and i mean he cheered for us today so that's cool uh, yeah that's friend Jared, ha- happy birthday uh that's it cool and and just regarding optics as you brought it up greenwall is something else man uh i got oh, yeah. so much respect for them um it's just yeah I, I'm I'm sorry it didn't come together for them and and that they didn't end up performing better. But like those fans, they are dedicated, and I think that makes a huge difference. So I hope like I hope our fandom can build a legend similar to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean uh, I feel like everybody wanted the optic uh, thieves final after we made it. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> um, that would have been absolutely nuts. It would have been crazy to see who the crowd would have rooted for. Yeah, yeah. Considering it was in L.A., but optic is literally everywhere. Well. Unfortunately for them, we called our shot and delivered on it with the overrated thing. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I have no doubt they'll continue to be relevant and that's a good thing. Um, big relevant fan base. So, all right, cool. Uh, well, we will say goodbye. Thanks again for calling in and look forward to, uh, continuing to see you in the streams and on chat and all that. So enjoy the dub and we'll see you next time. All right, my man. Thank you. Thanks. All right, I am not 100% sure our next caller is ready. Let me check in with him really quick. I'll bring him in to see if his mic's on uh, because we're going to go to Element next. Element, are you here with us? Give him a sec.
Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You I ready am. to go? I'm uh, um, some stuff real quick. <laughs> no problem. No problem. I, I understand. Well, welcome. What do you uh, What do you want to bring up here? To can you, we can we can revel in the in the victory together, or we can talk about something specific. Whatever you want to do. Um. Well, right now I just want to revel. So let me just uh, get a few things off my chest first. Let's go. Um, go you know. off. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. You know, no. First off, obviously, shout out to Nate and and you know Mud Dog and Jake especially because um. You know, I mean, I don't need to tell you that, but they were getting so much criticism. Like Nate said, you know, friendship org, all sort of nonsense, you know, they're, yes, they don't oh. really care about winning when it's saying Nate doesn't care about winning is like the dumbest thing ever. Like, I mean, I've been a fan of his since, since you know, I started watching Kyle back in Black Ops too. Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like literally after the 2015 champs, he got like so much anxiety from the way he played. Like, he <laughs> stepped down because it was just too much. So, so I'm like, yeah, poor guy. So I'm like, man. yeah. This, yeah, no, I mean, listen, like, it was probably for the, probably was for the best, but, um, obviously it was actually in hindsight, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I just want to say, like, to say they didn't care about winning was always stupid. I will admit I was always a critic of Caps. I will kind of definitely happily eat crow on that one. I always kind of thought, obviously, we're not in the room, so I can't be like, you know, I, I know yeah. for sure this case, that was the case, but, but, um, I thought the team, they had the talent, and you saw it even early on in majors, like, one and two, like, some guys will pop off, like Octane would pop off, have a good game. Kenny on the AR would sometimes do it. Um, Envoy, not so much, but, you know, Draza would. But they didn't really <laughs> seem to play together very well. I was thinking that was more of a coaching issue. But, um, you know, Shane, they obviously were grinding. You know, they brought in Shane. And then this team, I mean, this is like literally the best COD in terms of teamwork I've, I've probably seen in my life. And um, maybe I'm biased, but genuinely, like, in terms of team play, that's the best I've seen, I think. Yeah, what do you, uh, so specifically with that, which uh, which map from this run would you point to? Is it, you think it's the optic hard point? Yeah, like not the, just the like the best COD we play. Yeah, the optic hard point, but also I would say the phase, the Gavu to a phase as well in map two. Yeah, um, they were virtually I mean, the same, really, right? Fifty-eight points for optic, seventy-one yeah. for for phase. Yeah, yeah, they were. But the thing with optic is, I think optic they kind of got smacked in the base like in the first two seconds and it was kind of downhill from there <laughs> yeah. but with phase phase actually came out strong it was like 60 to like 11 like they came out strong but the way the guys like regret regain regrouped their nade usage is like top tier especially on Gabutu, berlin as well yeah. um nade usage is top tier the way they like um the, the way they play their lives i know i think i think envoy i can't remember if envoy or, or octane said it um in the stream but they said the way they value i think it was octane the way they value and play their lives is better than any team because and and I do agree in the game. Um, yeah. I've seen so many times, especially yeah. Envoy, he'll he'll look like he'll go for something, and then he'll see like, oh shoot, there's like two of them here. I could go <laughs> challenge, get killed, and and get nothing. But he's like, no, I back down. My teammates will call out my ARs, look at, look over me. Yeah. The difference between him and Shotzi as well. Shotzi would just run around sprinting 120 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. He's one of the best. He's one of the most talented players in the game. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, but, um, you gotta yeah, you you gotta not it. not just run, but run with a plan and be able to change that plan it, if you need to. Exactly, and I think it'll be better in Modern Warfare if, if it plays like it the other one did uh, MW2. But um, but in general, like a game like this, and and this is I don't mean to ramp. This is also going to bring into my second point. No, no, go I hate for how it. everyone says. <laughs> I hate how everyone says um, this game didn't have like didn't have skill, or, or this game was like the all oh, the skill is COD. You know, anyone could win at it. I'm like the, the problem is the COD didn't have skill. It's not a good game, but it's not. But the issue is it didn't. You know, it wasn't that it was easy. It was just that it took so long for any team to master the meta, and that team was us. Because yeah. you know, nade use, nade usage, you know, you know, playing your life, you know, trading effectively. Those things are things that you know sound simple, but 
when you look at games, how many teams actually did that? Let me ask you, how many teams did you see like that had nade usage on point like Thieves did that, you know, played their lives that, you know, you know, just yeah. played as a team? Yeah, it and it was the thing that like even the casters were pointing out while we weren't to like playing quite as well, you know? They still like pointed to that kind of thing for us. Like, hey, look how like thoughtful this is and how planned it is. So kind of like yeah, just exactly. waiting yeah. waiting for it to come together at the right moment and it did. Exactly. And and to the comps are key key too. Like when you listen in, you know, Octane, and that's even the one thing I will say when Octane was getting kind of crapped on, like the first couple stages. Um, I was never a proponent of dropping his because when you listen to to the team, he is clearly the in-game leader there. Like he's making the call outs. He's saying, Hey team, let's let's do this, let's do that. Mm-hmm. It's not just saying, Oh, hey, because you know, you listen to teams of like, hey, you know, one guy's over here, one guy's over there. He's he's calling out where people are and then group and then strategizing a plan about how to take this out. Like, hey, let's let's you know, hit through broken, let's do this, let's do that, you know, and and just having an overall strategy of how to attack, especially in control, that in hardpoint, that's why they're so good in those two modes, but... Yeah, it's... But it's yeah, cool. but... It, it, if oh, you no, don't mind, ahead, one no. second, yeah, it's cool that you bring that up, because something I noticed over the course of the year is when they did the listen-ins, like the live listen-ins to the comms, <clears throat> it was like every... Again, even when we, we, we weren't winning, it's like every time they, they went to us they pointed out like how much cleaner and concise the comms were and how like well organized it was, you know, and they would contrast it against the other teams that were kind of just like more chaotic and more frantic. And like, I don't know, it's maybe that was kind of like a, you know, this gives the wrong connotation, but kind of like a canary in the coal mine situation where it's like, Hey, actually like, you know, the the potential is there because they've got these like other, like really important team fundamental things a lot tighter than some of the other teams have. So you know, maybe if, if I oh, was smarter, exactly. I would have been seeing that as like, oh, yeah, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> no, listen, like, listen, I, I'm saying all this, but never in my wildest dreams that I think we would, we would not only win the major, but also win champs. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me not let me not act like I was like Nostradamus or something out here. But, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but what I will say is, but yeah, you did, you did see that. That's why I was never, I was always frustrated about, you know, the results, especially in the online stuff, which I, hindsight, it's online, but um, I was, you know, frustrated, <laughs> frustrated about that, but I was, I was never, like, dropping a player. May, I was maybe open to getting rid of Cap at first, but I never wanted to drop a player because I was like, listen, until, until like, we're at the end of the year, and I'm, I'm just convinced, like, these guys are just, or at least someone else, this team just garbage. Okay, then, then you know, we can consider it, but, um, but until then, I want to keep it because, you know, like I said, I heard the comms, you know, they, they all seemed to be at, at points going off, but, but it wasn't a unit, but, but, you know, when they brought Shane in, and he must really have unlocked something, you know, not to take away from Cap, but everyone, you know, Octane, all of them are giving him credit, a lot of credit. So yeah. I definitely think he, uh, he deserves a lot. Right. And, I, and I, I'm going to add something to this. And I, by adding it, I don't mean in any way to take away from Shane or even Cap. Um, yeah. But I, ju- I yeah. just want to, like, make sure this is a part of the conversation, too, because I, w- I will say that somebody internally had told me that, like, one of the things that people are overlooking from the outside perspective. Like, you know, if you're a fan and you're sitting there like, you know, why, why isn't this like talented roster coming together or whatever? It's like everybody, all the pros will like learn the game at different rates and they still need time. It's like, yeah, they're pros and they're pros at call of duty, but every game is different. It has a different flavor, has different mechanics and, and, and the players adapt to those at different rates. And, and yeah, no, you can adapt to one, like, you know, Kenny to, uh, World War II faster or Kenny to Vanguard slower, right? Like it just depends on yep. the situation. And, and sometimes as fans, we forget that these aren't like 
machines that are just programmed to play Call of Duty to the best of their ability. You know, it's like, it's actually like, oh, there's a learning process, there's a development process, and that's going to be different um, for each person, each team, each game, you know? So when we're, when we're doling out credit, which we should, by the way, like you said, to Shane, to JCAP, um, to the players, we, we should especially not overlook that player portion where it's like, yeah, they just, they were still studying. They were still, you know, learning and getting better at it. And they, and they eventually were able to unlock their talent. And that is like attributed to their grinding and, and their humility too, to be able to take the coaching and stuff. So, you know, it's just, it's just like a hard win by everybody involved. You know, and, and so I oh, want yeah. everybody to get credit for it. <laughs> no, yeah, you were one hundred percent, hundred percent right on that one because, like, I was, like, I was saying in terms of you know the whole not, no skill gap or whatever. Like by the end, you saw the cream was rising to the crop. Like we were obviously the best team. I'd say Phase was obviously number two, mm-hmm. but you saw NYSL mm-hmm. was was getting better. They were kind of figuring out you know their thing. Um, you saw Optic was kind of middling, but I feel like they they were. I feel like if this was another year on Vanguard, I do feel like they probably would win one more event just because of the talent. I do think they would eventually get it, you know, kind of really get the game together. But you kind of saw like how the the where the where it was going. Um, but like you said, now we're starting a whole new game, Modern Warfare Two. I I think will probably be around for two years, so I guess we'll see a little bit more consistency there. Isn't that weird? Yeah, um, it's. I feel like yeah. that's going to change the whole paradigm. It, you know oh, it definitely will. Because <laughs> like, because what no, if no, you're definitely. if you're halfway through the first season and you're like, look our team is not gelling. Like we don't seem to be understanding this game. This game is going to be there again, you know, the following year. So is it worth like cutting ties and be like, all right, well, these players just like aren't as cohesive with this game. Let's pick someone else up now so that we can be ready for next year, you know, or, (laughs) or is it do LA thieves thing and like stick around and be like, no, we got trust. Give them time. They'll do it. You know, it's going to, I think it's going to be like, a, a very big paradigm shift. Oh, no, you're, you're 100% right on that one. And, and honestly, me personally, I'm always in favor of like the second ladder because, you know, obviously the first two, two seasons we've had in, in, in the, in the CDL have been like completely like paradoxical. The first one, it was people in and out every like two days and you know, this person, <laughs> that person. Dude, and, yes. You know, it was crazy. It was like, you know, Draza was on the bench and he came in. Venom was, you know, in and now TJ think we got benched like five different times. We can brought it in. You know, we had 10 for a minute. So oh. it was crazy. But this this one, they learned their lesson. They were like, you know what? We're right, we're just riding with this roster. We 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 paid them all in the offseason. We have, you know, we have the star players. We, you know, we think they gel well together. We're just gonna leave them alone and let them ride out the whole year. I think even if they don't win major two, like they're not gonna make a change right right before champs. They're you know I mean major four, yeah. excuse me. Yeah, yeah. They're not gonna make a change right before champs. They they were gonna ride out the the whole year with that roster. Um. So and I think that's usually the better the better way of going about it. Like don't don't like don't look back and ever have any regrets. Like you know I man if we just gave one more event or you know just brought in one more coach or analyst maybe we could have gotten together. Just you know give them time, let them ride it out, and if and if. You know, by the end of the year, then it doesn't work out. Okay, we'll switch it for the next game. But, but I do think teams tend to be more short-sighted. So that's why they make changes so so abruptly. Yeah, and maybe that's one of the ways we're starting to differentiate ourselves across esports, right? Because you look at the LCS team; <clears throat> they've been together as a squad by far the longest, um, and you know they're doing great. I, I believe even the Apex team has been together for a long time. And it seems like the Valorant team is like a long-term project, you know, that they believe in and, and they're not yeah. pressuring right now. So yeah, maybe that's like the, the way to differentiate ourselves is not to, to be too reactive and to, to trust the process, you know? 
Yeah, you know, and same thing with with team sports. You know, I don't know if you watch like football or basketball. Oh or yeah, sports, but, huge you know, on I'm, it. I'm a, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm huge too. Um, you know, I was um back then in football. Obviously, I'm a Seahawks fan. Um, in football, second um, Seahawks fan of the night. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Well, hey, shout out to whoever that other guy was. I don't, I don't know who it was, but <laughs> shout out to him. But um, but yeah, no, we had Pete Carroll back in like 2010. And I don't mean to derail us up, so I'll be quick about this. But no, you, you know, he had two losing seasons. He had two losing seasons. Um, but then we gave him time, and you know, obviously we went up winning a Super Bowl and and having a lot of success. So it yeah. just goes to show whether it's esports or traditional sports, you got to give these people time. Yeah, especially, and I mean, more on the Pete Carroll example. I mean, that was a guy who was brought in for his reputation on how he handles players. Right. And, yep, and yep. that's, yeah, that's playing the long game, right? It's like, yeah, no, he, he's going to be a personality manager. He's going to get these guys to buy in and, you know, it eventually worked for them. So, you know, big, big, yeah, big no, plus on the foresight there, <laughs> even though he was a, a white hot uh, college coach too, when they, they brought him in. He so. was, but he also faded, he also kind of faded away in the first stint. So a lot of people didn't really kind of believe in him. Um, but I, I guess similar to some of the players on this roster. Every, like, every coach know. going from college pro does that, you know. So yeah, at least once, right? I know, right? But yeah, but yeah. yeah, no. But I'm just I'm just like super proud of the team because you know, like like J Cap was saying actually in Major Four, he was like, you know, you heard all this stuff, like you know, like Octane. Oh no, he, he can't win anymore, and you know, Envoy, like you said, five v five player, route player, he can't do this, can't do that. You know, Kenny, we, when he first switched the sub, like the first two weeks was rough. You know, he's washed. He can't run the sub. He needs <laughs> to be dropped. Um, I feel like he actually got the most criticism, I would say, for, of, of, of anyone throughout the he year. He did but, get um, a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, because when he was an AR, like he was kind of frying most of the time, but then the team wasn't winning. And then when he switched him to the sub, he was not doing too well at first. So And, and it seemed much, like, you but... know, he was so excited about the sub switch. And, and so for <laughs> it to not go well, it's like, oh, <laughs> you know. But give him time. Like, man, they're running an AR. You really think he could be able to compete with, like, simping up easy, like, in high, like, you know, day one? Like, come on. Yeah. Takes <laughs> After running an AR for, like, two years. But, right. but yeah, so that's why, like, I just wanted to kind of, you know, just shout out the team and come on and just, you know, give them the praise that they that they do. And that, um, seems like some people aren't doing it at the moment because there's a lot of drama going on right now that I'm not going to get into. Oh, man. But I'm just focused on the team right now and, and what, what they accomplished. Yeah. I think I, I probably, I, I've got all these, like, tweets stuff pulled up. I'll, I'll probably still have to go through them before I, you know, before I end the stream, but yeah, that'll be an interesting part of the conversation. Like, but I, I but like, I like your one, approach. <laughs> yeah. The one piece of the drama that I will touch on, cause this relates to the game is that like face fans were saying, Oh, you know, they, they kind of, they spoiled the views. I'm like, they spoiled. I mean, it like, happened. Yeah. It was like, it was, like, it was right like, before <laughs> that. It was right before it's yeah. it almost back to back that that happened. You know, it's like, come on guys. It happened. That's on what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. Like, I'm like, don't complain about that when you know the face fans did the exact same thing. Like, come yeah. on now, people. Like, let's, like, like you're too you're too good of a team to be like crying and complaining about stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, man. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to say or shout out before you go? Um, no one to shout out. Nothing to shout out. But but you know the organization. You know, shout out to Nate Shot. You know, for for sticking with it again. Like I said, Mud Dog, obviously the players, Jay Cap. Yeah. Just you know, shout out them and shout out to your, your channel as well. Just. For some reason, I kind of got you on my YouTube notification that you were live. I was like, let me oh, cool. check this out. <laughs> seem to be like, you know, seem to be a pretty cool guy. So I subbed it. And, oh, uh, thank you. Followed. That's what's <laughs> up. I love that. Yeah, we. Uh, it, it's like I said earlier. You know, it's a it's kind of small community and stuff. So it's it's really nice to mix it up with some people who have not been around quite as long. So <laughs> definitely, right, definitely. Cool. But um, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you get someone else on. But like I said, thanks for having me, man. I yeah, yeah. It. All right, enjoy the conversation. All right, take care. You too, man. See ya. Wow, you hear that? As Crockpot said.
a rare YouTube viewer. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> I was actually, usually what, what I do in YouTube is I have the chat up while we're streaming. And anytime I see someone chat in YouTube, I'll just suggest that they move over to Twitch. It's like, everybody's on Twitch. Come talk to us here. So kind of funny. Um, all right, let's bring in our next one. We have a long time viewer, Fate Cloud. What's up? Been good. Been excited all day after I saw what happened. That's right. <laughs> Looking forward to this, man. So, uh, yeah, lay it on me. How are you feeling? You got it. You got a take. You just want to talk about it. What's going on? A little bit on Octane when he brought up that he was going to be thinking about retirement this year until they won the fourth. Oh, yeah, right. That that hit different just because I don't know if you watched him when he played in Seattle at all. Yeah, I did. It was so sad. Did you see the tweets and did you see his streams when he was posting throughout that whole first year? I saw. Oh, excuse me. Ow. Um, I saw the I saw the tweets. I did not watch his streams though. Uh, yeah, I remember it, it just little... it was dark. Yeah, he was happy when he was streaming, but when he was ending it, you could tell like he did not want to end streaming at all. It oh, yeah. kind of reminded me of like how Enable switched over oh. from playing to streaming. So I was like, "Don't tell me this man's gonna think about doing a career of streaming." Yeah. And then second year came, I was hoping he was gonna leave, and then they said, "Oh no, there's that one extra year contract." <laughs> so Jeez. you know how he felt about that. Yeah, and, and that's like. Like imagine, you know, if things are sh shaking out differently or if you just made a different decision or whatever. Oh, it's like, mm -hmm. it's like big alternate universe branch right there. Exactly. And then I think he really didn't like his coach at all. I, I remember correctly, he had a few tweets where he had some very choicey words for him every time. Dude, it was wild. It, it was just out there in the open. I'm just not used to seeing it like that, you know? And he doesn't normally post like that. He's usually like calm, quiet, or just making fun of uh, his own teammates just for fun. But just seeing that, I was like, yo, he feels like he's in prison. He wants to get out. Yeah. So, well, I'm I'm glad we uh, we broke him out then. Jeez. But what an opportunity. Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy that they just kept him that whole time when it was clearly like an unhappy situation. Yeah, I guess they wanted to say like, no, no, we'll make you a star roster player and we'll win mm -hmm. it and all this. And... Nah, what kind of what's funny is when he said um, when he came to land in 2019 and he went from a negative to a 1.90 in the first match. That's <laughs> when he said like, "Oh, I can still beam. I'm still the turret." Yeah, and be like, yeah, he he did not lose any of it. Right. Yeah. Still got it, and that's good. Um, it was actually interesting. So I brought this up earlier, I think, but my my brother, um, who's traditionally not like an esports guy at all, but um, he he was been watching. LA thieves this year and like got into it. And, um, he, he is like mentioned octane, like a bunch, like about him being a turret and like, actually, yo, octane's like pretty clutch, man. Like he's, he's doing a lot and it's, he's not really getting as much credit for it. So I've always had my eye on that because my brother keeps calling it out. But I do think like, he's just, he's such like a steady presence for us. And I think, you know, like we talked about earlier, the way that he, is so happy to play specifically for our franchise. You know, mm -hmm. I think, I think like there's going to be no way to get a better value out of him than him being on LA thieves, you know? Oh yeah. Speaking so. of that reminds me of the same similarity to someday, like consistent going through, he gives me that vibe yeah. that he's just like that. That's what I get from him. Every time I see him play, I'm like, Oh, he's going to get that clutch. Yep. This yeah. is crazy. And, and, uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting comparison too, especially because you know someday having maybe his best year, 
<laughs> for mm-hmm. for the org right now, even after being here for so long and going through so much. So maybe uh, maybe the ones who are mentally strong enough to get through the rough years are just like you know built different. Oh yeah, and look, they both got rings now. <laughs> Let's go someday. About to yeah. get another one too. I'm hoping for that, and I want. <laughs> did you did you see what they said immediately when they saw EG last? I think the no, I think they might be you looking mean on the at. Desk? Uh, they didn't bring it up on the desk, but people started whispering, saying, like, do you think they're going to start changing Inspire because he didn't have a good game and Sunday played better? So I'm like, you know we'll it's see. not going to happen. That you know, I know. Mm-hmm. It should, but, but you funny. know they're not. Inspire's got, ah, like, he's had a great year, but he's just he getting did. too much credit. And, and like, you can't simultaneously talk about, like, everybody on that team is so good, like, the way they do all the time, and, like, then just, you know, roll the dice and pick one for who's going to be MVP. I don't know. I don't want to get into that here, but... Yeah, next time on that. Yeah, definitely know what you're saying. So, um, mm-hmm. how do you? You've been uh, you've been a very long term Hunter Thieves fan, right? Yeah, since the beginning. Once uh, you guys came in, I was like, oh, you guys all know who Afro probably and all these guys were, and I'm like, let's see how they talk about them. I'm like, oh, not bad, and right? Because like, we're coming oh. in fresh without yeah, without any yeah. history. <laughs> so like. I was a big fan of Someday when he was Dig, and he literally dominated when he came in. And then Aframu, I was right there when him and who he won their championship. So I was more of a fan of t- players rather than teams. And then when mm-hmm. Nadeshot came in, I'm like, well, I'm a fan of Nadeshot from back in the day. Oh, he's making a team. Oh, he's built. That's how I became more like, okay, yeah. this is my team from now on. That's actually where I was going with this. So I was going to ask you about that, uh, like if you had a connection to Nadeshot. And, and if you did, mm-hmm. which you, you know, obviously you do, um, how does it feel like watching him? go through this, you know, seeing him up on stage, making the speeches and stuff like how, you know, what's that like for somebody who's been following Nade shot for a really long time? Cause you know, as you mentioned, and I'll just restate it again. So that chat's clear, you know, we, Jordan and I, we did not watch any like esports basically <laughs> before the 2018 LCS season started with hundred thieves. Like that was our introduction to the whole scene, you know? So we, we knew the history of Nade shot because like, you know, following the org, we, we got to know that, but we didn't watch him. We weren't there, you know, we, we, we weren't there for like the optic house and everything. So it's always <laughs> interesting to hear for people who were, you know, how, how they're feeling about seeing the success come to him. It's a big relief as well as, uh, very much excited for him just because thinking of what he went through, he won X games, he won championships. It's just, he can never get the ring and fans of the green wall, good and bad criticize him for the hbr incident criticize him for like not being consistent at certain times when they had the before the dynasty team came out so it was like he was pretty much like an example of draws or anyone else but with pedigree involved so it's like mm-hmm. and then they also criticized him like oh you would be better if you didn't do any streaming type of content or vlogging and that's why they keep getting mad at him when he did that with scum yeah yeah and obviously uh he was proven right in the long term. Actually, since we're talking about uh-huh. him, do you mind if I bring up a tweet really quick? Um, because mm-hmm. I pulled this based on an earlier conversation, but you know, Nate Shot tweeted this earlier. He said, I honestly can't even begin to explain how much this championship means to me personally. I could never get the job done myself, and I'm just unbelievably grateful to be a part of an organization and family that could deliver a world championship. It's a dream come true. You know? And and like, I don't know. He has how can I say this like the right way? He has always come off as very like sincere to me, like sincere in his like love for this and like in his desire to do things the right way. 
when it's very easy for someone in his position to not come off that way. Does that make sense? It's yeah. like, you know, I, and, and not to, not to dump on phase cause you know, we just beat him or whatever, but, uh, yeah, it's like I don't I don't always feel the same way about the phase guys as I do about Nade Shot when it comes to like, you know, oh, the, the 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 sincerity and everything. So I think it pretty much does with the way Nade Shot said he wanted to build a culture. It was gonna be built around team, the foundation of the whole like company, everybody involved. Phase kinda of, when they came out, they were straight up S and D players, like really good ones, and they just got a big rally of players that formed into what they are today. So it's kind of like a rowdy slash uh, hype type of people, good and bad, depending <laughs> on who you watch. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it can be a mixed bag for sure. Yeah, like if you watch Zuma, he's probably one of the better uh, people to see. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're <laughs> I'd take off speaking with them any day in terms of a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God. There's just so there's so much uh, history there, you know what I mean, and that's why, like, honestly, that's part of the reason why I'm so happy is because, like, I don't know, like he Nate Shot deserves so much based on like what what he meant to the development of the scene, you know, and I can't I can't say this enough how easy it might have been for sorry that my wife is printing some things off it it, it was uh it it could have been so easy for this like creator led org to just waste a bunch of money and suck. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, instead they've run the business the right way. They built the culture the right way and they've won the right way. And it's just like, that's a jackpot, you know? Yeah. From what I've seen, I think he, you can give a big credit to his big brother hex because mm-hmm. He got to see a man who did what he's doing right now. Build a team, win championships, have a big following. Nate got to be groomed into that mindset and leaving and then going like, you know what, I'm going to do what he did and then does it now. Yeah, and Hex so. being a believer in him and, oh, yeah. and the way that he wanted to um, be in the scene, you know? <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. that's a big deal for sure. So Yeah, so... Um, all right. Anything else uh, you want to bring up before we say goodbye? Uh, just shout out to Elgato for the there quality we go. we're getting to know. Let's go. <laughs> shout out to Rip It. And then shout out to the 100T Podcast. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Thanks for being here. We always appreciate you. All right. Later. All right. See you later. All right. We have, uh, we have one more. I'm going to check and just make sure he's ready to go. Um, so you just, uh, let me know fusion when you're ready. Uh, while we wait for that, we can, um, we can take a look at a couple of things. Actually, he just texted me. Okay, cool. He's ready to go. So we'll, we'll do fusion and then we'll go over a few things and we'll wrap up the stream. Um, so let me welcome fusion in and fusion. Um, did you just find us? Is this like a brand new thing for you? I was just going through Twitch and found us. Randomly, that's what's up. Cool, man. Well, welcome. It's uh, it's nice to have someone brand new. Um, or were you uh, so you you big COD fan? Basically, you were like looking at the COD streams. <clears throat> yeah, I've been watching for a long time. Started actually watching an NW two. Mm-hmm. Um, started competing amateur wise back in Model for three. So I've been. Oh, you've been an amateur around wow. for a while. That's what's up. So you yeah you're you're uh 
going to be very disappointed if you ever like see me actually play COD. You'll be like, wow, this dude sucks. He should not be on the air. <laughs> hey, I've had some bad games too. Uh, yeah, not as bad as mine, I promise. Anyway, uh, so do you, um, are you, are you like mainly a hundred thieves fan? Are you an optic hundred thieves guy? Or like, what's your story as far as like what you're a fan of? Um, I mean, until franchising, I wasn't really a fan of anyone, just like the competition, more mm-hmm. so a fan of just storylines. Yeah. 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 Um, but ever since franchising, just because like geographically I went with phase cause I'm in Georgia. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. That's just who I rooted for. That's actually cool to hear because honestly, like a lot of the times we're talking about franchising and geolocation, I feel like I feel like people don't really usually make the decision based on that, based on geography. It seems like people who have been in the scene for a long time, it's like, yeah, they're gonna pick Optic or Phase or Hundred Thieves, and then everybody else, like maybe if their favorite players go to those orgs, <laughs> they'll become fans or whatever. So it's interesting to hear from someone who is like, yeah, no, actually I, I'm close to Atlanta. So let's go face, you know, that's kind of cool. I think like the league wants that obviously or else they wouldn't have pushed geolocation so far. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it would be for someone if they were in California or somewhere on the West coast and season one, it's like, do I pick the optic? It's not really optic or do I go with this? Yeah. These new owners that came in from overwatch and they probably don't know what they're doing. You know? So, right. Right. Um, so look, I, ha- I have, uh, I have actually a question I want to ask you about, but first, before we do that, did you have a specific like take or question or something you wanted to talk about? Oh, I got a few topics, but let's jump into yours first. I'll hold on to mine. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to kind of go back to like the whole, like the J caps slack he's been given. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, coaches only get so much oversight, especially when you have someone controlling the roster to a perspective on top of that with mud dog. Yeah, yeah. And I think what's really making these franchise teams great is you look at who these coaches are and their history. I mean, you look at replays of J cap, they won cod champs and advanced warfare. And that was a whole new <clears throat> entity to cod at every perspective across the board with jetpacks. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> it comes, I think it really comes down to, these top level coaches and their adaptability with new COD because we're still on a one year cycle. Maybe that could be changing soon. Hopefully. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like the next one they're planning on making it stick for a bit. <laughs> so that would be really weird. Yeah, I mean that's just something I want to point out. Like coaches get slack here and there, but if you go back and look at their history as players, that's making these teams stand out. Yeah, yeah, and it, I think like it can be easy to forget about the story and the history of, you know, the person when it's like, I I mentioned it before. um, There's not much of a window into the behind the scenes on some of these things, you know, and, and maybe like people who are used to seeing a lot of that, they start to be like, well, like I can't see him doing this. So how do I know he's making a difference? Right. Do you have, um, so in your, in your experience with like amateur and stuff, did you actually have a coach or did you have a player coach situation? No, not really. Just playing. Yeah. Just playing a bunch. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask, you know, to see if you had ever worked with someone and and what that was like to have them kind of like criticizing your game and, and doing strats and stuff like that. But player led stuff is, uh, (laughs) is a little bit more streamlined. It's a good way to go. Um, you with, uh, with J cap, um, 
so you you come down as like a as as like an always a believer kind of person with him. Oh, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. This it's we're, we're still really early in franchising, and Hundred Thieves wasn't here the first season, so mm-hmm. I think as time goes on, we'll know more. That's you know that's very smart, right? I think like we're all eager to to figure out who's the best and at this. Personally, and but yeah, it's a, it's oh, a long I didn't mean game. To interrupt you no, 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 you're good. You're good. It's a long game, though. It's all. It's all I'm saying. Like you got to look at it over over the years, and we're so used to not doing that <laughs> in esports. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um. You uh and it's, okay. So you mentioned JCap. Uh, did you you said you had a couple other things you wanted to bring up? Yeah. Um. I know, like back in the day, we went back and forth between the soundproof uh, headphones and hmm. uh, soundproof booths. I know it's always been an ongoing issue with for a long time with the crowds and ninja diffusing and yeah other small situations <clears throat> that make a big difference. I don't. I feel like these org owners or people across the scene need to address that issue more. Yeah, because we- here we are in 2022 with who knows how much money is going into this and it's still an issue. Right. And we, we saw I'm it glad it played times. out fairly though today. Yeah, exactly. Right. Each team had one happen. Whereas like before, I mean, even with hundred thieves, I think during major four, maybe in the first subliners game, I think it was, we had a ninja diffuse called out by the crowd and like, we didn't get that one back, you know? Yeah. And like that, I mean, you know, event staff can only do so much, but if it's so many people saying it, how can you, know who's who's causing it and who to kick out that's impossible plus i'm not gonna lie i don't know it's like how do you not yeah and how do you not react as a fan like in there you know like i know like even if i'm not trying to make a difference one way or the other if i see like the other team ninja diffusing on my team and i'm there in the arena i might be like oh my you know like oh like probably just saying something out loud as like a reaction i don't even know how i could control it and then maybe I would want to call it out anyway because I want my team to win. So it's, it's like a really difficult situation. I don't, I don't know what you do about that. I mean, do I, I don't, I'm not really big on like Valorant or CSGO, but like, is that generally an issue in those titles? I no, wouldn't know. From what I understand, no. And like the play, I, I know more about um, League of Legends where the players basically say they can, they can hear, they can like feel vibrations on the desk when the crowd's going crazy and they can like kind of hear a muffled noise, but they're, you know, they're for the most part, they just block everything out and, and they're not really hearing the crowd being an issue. Um, it's kind of just something that happened. And I think like in those games for, and the crockpot's calling out CSGO, CSGO, yeah, that may be different, but like for a game like League of Legends, you know, you don't have so many opportunities to make like a sneaky flank play you know, that might turn the whole thing. And if that play is being made, the observer may not even show it. Um, so there's that aspect of it. And then there's the other side where it's like, you know, you can put in like noise canceling, custom fitted in-ears, you know, that kind of, <laughs> that kind of could eliminate that problem. So it depends on which league rules are, are happening, but uh, it definitely feels like call of duty has the most problems with it from my limited experience. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing with custom molded uh, earpieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like you get the ones that know. like literally like fit into your ears, and in addition to doing like active noise canceling, they'll like actually seal off 
<laughs> a lot of a lot of what you're able to hear. So it's kind of different. I don't know. Um, I like I said, I don't I don't know if there's a way to handle this other than putting the players in a glass box, and I don't think people really like that from <laughs> from um, how that's gone in past times. So I'm not sure where to come down. I mean, you would you would have a better opinion of that than I would. I think for sure. I mean, I can't say from experience what that would be like. Mm. Um, what about, can I ask your opinion on like the trash talk in this scene? Cause like, I, I don't, did you see what was like going on between like Draza and Simp today on Twitter? I did. And I saw a few replies from the community. Yeah. So as they, as someone who's people played seem in, to have an understanding that like Draza's not the nicest person, I can't really speak on that personally because I don't know. Sure, that that's right. just what I was seeing. Yeah, and so you know, in in the events that you've done, like you, you know, even on a uh, on an amateur level or whatever, like Call of Duty seems to be kind of known for very passionate banter, we'll say, right? And like clips from amateur lands and stuff like they'll go viral with like the trash talk between them and people seem to love it. Um, I can't as someone who's not, you know, not that into the scene from like, like not, not enough to really like weigh in on the banner thing, but it just seems weird to me. It seems inconsistent for people to get so upset about like Draza today versus like what I seem to always see between players when they're like, you know, calling each other obscene words that I won't say on stream. Cause we don't have an expletive thing on our stream, you know, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it, it seems like that's pretty par for the course. So I don't know why people are that bent out of shape over what draws has been doing today, you know? And I didn't know if you had an opinion on that, like, Hey, they're doing too much banner is fine. Or you think maybe draws is actually out of line. I mean, I don't really see, a reason for it. It's out of line in my eyes to a degree, but if it's, if his intentions were just normal banter, then maybe he just took it too far and wasn't aware of it. Yeah. Do you... We all say things we don't mean until later on. Yeah. But I think most banter should just stay if it's coming across like between someone that got dropped either the season before or recently and they beat the team. I mean, that's how you, that's how trash starting really started in my yeah. opinion, back in the day before we had the CWL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought it was, I just thought it was bizarre. Like I, and I respect what you're saying about, you know, maybe it's out of line, but it's like, you know, I, I can't, I, I wasn't there for what happened in person today. Right. It did look like Draza stood up and like gave the double birds to phase, um, which is one thing, but you know, on, on Twitter where it like kind of got a little more out of hand, I guess, you know, he's, he's retweeting like a simp tweet from January where like simp is like going in super hot on him and Kenny, you know? And so it's like, is that that big of a deal that he like remembers that and brings it up after he beats simp? I don't, it's, it's a weird time right now. Cause <laughs> There's been so many technical difficulties in this game, and they're playing on land, but they're still playing online. And like, it's it's on top of that, it's been a bad game. So the trash talking goes. There's a 
I feel like there's too much of issues going on in this game, and especially because we're franchised, um, it catches more attention. Because back in the day, I mean, we had so many more teams, so many more players. You would you would see it nonstop, but yeah, we we'll have a sudden amount of players, and it catches more attention nowadays. Yeah, it it just seems weird to me. Like, like the um. Again, and I say this as like I'm I'm partially an outsider, right? Because I'm not somebody who's been like watching competitive COD from the beginning, right? I've only been watching since Black Ops Four, and uh, it just seems like the COD community a lot of times prides th- themselves on like how like intense banter can be and how passionate the players are, and it's like yeah, that's nothing, whatever. You know, people get heated and say things, and it's whatever, and it just this seems to fly so counter to that reputation in my opinion. You know what I mean? That there's such a big deal being made just cause draws us doing this. So, you know, I'm not, obje- I'm not like an objective observer. I'm not like, I'm not unbiased here. Like I'm clearly on draws side with this, even though I, I like simp and I think he's a crack player. It's just like, he just, like simp just seemed to take way too much personal offense for essentially just having his own banter thrown back in his face. Right. So I don't know. I hope someone along the way at some point can explain this to me in a way where I feel like, okay, now I understand why the reaction is so strong, you know? Right. I mean, I don't know why he pulled a tweet back out from when they played in basically at the beginning of the season. Oh dude, I do. I would do it. I absolutely would do it. I've got like bookmark tweets from when like people talk trash, like I've got it, you know? I get it. I'll pull it out if you if you talk stuff and then I beat you, you know? So, I don't know. I get I we're we got to pick a side, right? We got to either be we got to either be like, "Oh, this is what Call of Duty is," or we got to be like, "All right, let's not treat each other that way." But this you can't just be back and forth depending on like who you happen to be on the side of, you know? And I don't I don't say you in particular. I mean like the people who are discussing this and reacting to it. So, but at the same time, I acknowledge draws as a little bit of a lightning rod for it. So when you have people who do that, like, uh, do you watch, do you watch like basketball, like NBA? Yeah. Okay. So it's like if Draymond Green says something, right. That's obviously different than if like, like a player who never talks says something, right. Like the reaction is going to be different. So, you know, I guess, I guess maybe draws is like kind of got like a Pat Beverly vibe about <laughs> the way that he trash talks, but this time he's coming away with a ring. So maybe it's a little different. I don't know. Um, okay. Do you have, uh, do you have any other, any other things you want to go over before we say goodbye? Uh, no, that'll do it. Cool. Well, thank you for, uh, for watching tonight and for hopping on. Cause I, like I said, I just love talking to people, especially when we're in such a good mood cause we're getting dubs. So I uh, appreciate you calling in and I hope you have a good night and enjoy the win. And then uh, are you still, are you still uh, like doing amateur competition? Oh no, I quit. You quit. Okay. I was going to say, so continued luck for that. And in, in other terms, I guess I'll just say good luck on the pub stomping. Oh, I don't, I don't really play much either. I just <laughs> watch for the most part. All right. Maybe uh, that'll change if we get a good game. There we go. There we go. We'll, we'll all cross our fingers for a good game. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> all right man thank you for calling in you have a good night you too good talking to you yeah likewise see ya that's what's up that's what's up it's really fun to talk to a, a mixture of you guys like uh like uh more seasoned 
hundred talkers and then people who are seeing our stream for the first time. It's pretty sick. So I appreciate everybody that are uh, calling in. Um, all right. Let's, uh, so we talked about the Draza thing, which I'm cool with. Um, we've brought up maybe like four times now that uh, Nade shot interview that he gave. I actually wanted to watch that on stream. And then there was another one, which maybe not all of you guys saw that MRAGS did from Barstool. So let's watch both of those really quick and just listen to this. And um, maybe I'll say a, a few words along those lines. So let me bring this up here. And then let me know if the sound doesn't come through super well for this. Uh, I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah, no, no, come on, Nate. Come on, come on in. You know I got you. Yes, you can. All right, listen, 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 listen. Everybody, I appreciate the support here. Normally, I take the route of humility. At least I try to. But for everybody that doubted Eric, Muddog, J-Cap, Raza, Envoy, Kenny, Octane, 90% of y'all told us to drop every single one of them. You called us a friendship org. You said that we were keeping the wrong people around. When you believe in people, you got to trust them, give them time. And that's exactly what they did. So I'm not trying to sound like an asshole, but you need to give them their flowers because they deserve it. These guys got more criticism than I've ever seen in competitive Call of Duty history. And they just went back to back and won a world championship. So I want to say thank you for everybody that showed out. This is the first time I've ever seen a crowd that was louder than the Optic fan base. We love those guys, but this moment's about LA Thieves. It's about all the employees here, all the creators, and most importantly, the entire coaching staff and players. Thank you, guys. All right. So very interesting, right? Like, again, I do believe what he's saying, right? When he's, he talks about like, I'm normally like going to go the humble route, but you guys need to realize this, you know, I'm, I'm glad he called it out. You know, uh, I don't think he went too hard on anybody, but it is like kind of, it forces you to, to look at how you were thinking about the team. And again, back to back with the world championship, like you cannot argue with that result. Um, man, it feels like <laughs> it, it feels like the rare time where you see like the the good approach and the the thing that is right be rewarded because you know <laughs> seems more more and more rare these days that that actually happens. And so kudos to him for stepping up and saying that right. Like he doesn't have to, he didn't have to talk that way. Uh, he doesn't have to say anything right. He can just watch like the dub you know and 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 be happy with it but he like took the time to make sure that these guys got their recognition and to underscore all of the, you know, all the difficulties they face along the way from everybody. You know, I remember myself, like I think, was it after major two, maybe maybe after major two, somewhere in that, in that neighborhood where I, I tweeted something along the lines of like, I think this is just cursed. Like there's no, there's no rhyme or reason why this isn't working, but it's not working. And I don't know what you do. And, um, you know, they knew what to do. They figured it out, but I could never explain why it didn't seem to work the way that it felt like it should. And their vision was the answer. Um, here, so this is the, uh, the interview that he did with MRAGs from Barstool. Um, kind of along the same lines. So let's let's watch this one too. 
Talking about that trust, you had a lot of trust in your players this year. What gave you that sort of confidence? Did you know it was a special group? Talk to me about that. Well, that's the thing, man. Players and the way that they interact with each individual title changes, right? Like, you're going to be better at some games than others. But I'll never forget when J-Cap told me, because we had a rough year of Cold War, we just never got our feet underneath us. He literally said, if I can't win with this roster, I don't deserve to coach LA Thieves. And throughout the entire year, we were so close. We were on the cusp of really making a breakout event, and we would just fall short. And for them, I just think that the flow of practice changed, a switch flipped, Shane came in, and they just started dominating. So you really, like I said on stage, you got to trust your players because there was a reason why you decided to have them and welcome them to the team. They are good at what they do. Sam... Octane and Kenny, they literally brought us two championships the first year they were with us and just brought us two more. So we knew they were capable. They were just finding the right time, finding the right, you know, strategy. And I think they knocked it out of the park, clearly. I think so, yeah. safe to say the least, right? It's just everybody wanted us to drop as somebody, you know what I mean? And you got to – I actually am, normally have a quick trigger, at least when I was playing. If something wasn't working, I'd give up on it pretty easily. And if anything, this team has taught me more about patience and believing in the system that you've instilled. So just all around great moment. That's high praise and very well deserved, Thanks. deservedly so. He means it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, you, it's, it can be very easy to say things like that and maybe not deliver on, like, the promise right? Of trusting these people. I mean, we've honestly with the history of this exact org, we, we felt like maybe we saw that, um, during the rough LCS years, you know, where there were so many changes and, and then the call of duty team first year of franchising same way. But like, I, be, I believe this because the, the actions of nature, the actions of my dog, milk, everybody, like they back up this, concept that we're, we're going to have trust. Right. And again, the winning follows that. And hopefully <laughs> this is like a major differentiator for hundred thieves esports, and that it stays that way. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I have so much respect for that. And again, it's like, it's, if you're someone like Nate shot where you've had like a lot of success on your own, it can be easy to like autopilot this and not, not always be there and not always care as much. This dude cares so much. This dude wants to win and his actions back it up, even when they're unpopular. And that's the true sign. That's the true sign that we have somebody at the helm that deserves to be at the helm. Not just him, but like all, all the staff following suit, you know? Um, so I'm really proud of that. Proud of what he said. Uh, let me look. I did, We are going to have to cut this a little bit shorter than originally i did i'm going to bring this up too i think a lot of you guys saw this because it was retweeted by the cdl account maybe or maybe the charlie intel account but this is from december 2nd of last year octane saying i got told by nature if we win champs they'll re-ran the cash app compound with my face on the outside seeing grand finals they have done this before i think twice they've wrapped the compound they wrapped it for attack on titan they wrapped it for Tina when Tina came on. So hopefully we get to see this in, uh, in, in action. LA Thieves, <laughs> Cash Tane compound has a ring to it. It's kind of awesome. 
we'll have to see. I hope they do put like his face like all over it. It would be kind of sick, but I wouldn't be mad either if they like put a big mural of all the dudes up, up there. So we'll have to see, but I, I get the feeling that they're going to like be good on that promise. I think like one thing about the org is that they seem to enjoy the celebration. And I don't mean like, Oh yeah, like let's go out and party and stuff. You know, that clearly happens too, but it seems like they reward the players. They celebrate the victories. And, and I think it's important to do that. Um, if, if you want to establish a winning culture, it's like, yeah, give respect, show celebration, like handle those things that way. So yeah, I, I, I think we'll get to, Good to see something. I did also like this uh, tweet from Jackson who was there um, taking in the scene. We miss Jackson dearly at hundred thieves. Uh, and we know he is still just one of the biggest hundred thieves esports fans. There is this guy also cares so much about it. Um, you would not believe. So shout out Jackson as always. Um, <clears throat> of course, when we're giving shout outs, we got to shout out John Robinson as well. And I believe I wanted to hear, I thought I had this, I thought I had this up. There was like, I think John had a video of them rolling the trophy into the compound. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Already. Yo. Let's go. And I'll add run it up. Run it up. Um, okay. Anything else we want to bring up? I think that's probably good. I'm feeling like so satisfied with this win. Um I'm just like, I don't know. It's a different feeling than when we got our first like championship, like say in Valorant, when we won the first strike, it was like, it was really cool. And I was like, you know, this, this felt legitimizing for us. Right. And we had won our call of duty championships before that, but the, this felt different in some way um, where it was like, you know, a second esport where we get a championship in. And I know like nowadays, a lot of people don't see first strike as like a true championship, but pff, it was the the best players at the time all year for that. So I'm, I'm going to count it. And then winning LCS felt different. Like LCS felt like fully, like no one can deny the org anymore. Right. It was like, yes, we are to be taken seriously. We are a winning org, like in multiple esports. And now that we've brought it back and we've won champs here, it's it's almost like, we need to remember as fans is like, this is what they do. They win. They're going to win something, you know, like every year we're going to pull a championship in something, maybe multiple championships. And, uh, <laughs> I'm just proud to be rooting for a team that wins. I didn't pick this team because it, it wins. You know what I mean? Like, that's not why I picked them. We picked them because we, we loved the approach, the brand, the story and had a, had a belief in the vision, you know? And the wins have followed that. And so that makes me feel super good because I would be doing this hundred talk stuff regardless of if we were winning or not. You guys know that you guys saw us stick through LCS coverage in 2019. You know that we're, we're for real with it. Um, but it just feels so good to have picked a team that 
is going to continue to collect the trophies, you know? So you guys enjoy this and remember that this is what Hunter Thieves does. Like we win. All right. Um, so tomorrow for those of us who are, who, for those of you guys who are with us for the first time, um, every Monday night at eight thirty central, we do a league of legends show. So we'll be talking about, uh, the two Oh weekend there. Um, I actually got to go rewatch the C9 VOD. I watched it earlier, but you know, I was just focusing on <laughs> LA thieves so much. So I'm going to re we'd rewatch that and take some notes and we'll be ready to have those conversations tomorrow night. And, uh, maybe we'll be able to pop some Valorant in there as well. We'll see if we can fit that in. Um, especially as we roll into what now is going to be a lower bracket run to qualify. Can't wait to watch us do that in dramatic fashion as well. And to be going to VCT. It's a good time to be a hundred thieves fan and it's a good thing to good time to be a hundred talker as well. So remember this feeling it's going to come again. Various esports. This org is a winner. We're going to keep winning. Appreciate all you guys for being here. Thanks to, to especially to all the callers. We had a ton of callers. It's exactly what I hoped for. Um, so thank you for doing that. Please, if you're not already, join our Discord. Um, come hang out with us there. Talk with us. Um, we're always here. You know, we we have a very cool, small but tight knit and very active community. So be with us. You know, be a part of it, and we'll be happy to see you in our Discord. So I, I dropped the link in the chat for you guys. Again, as we always say at the end of our streams, we love you and we miss you already.